Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. On the climate stories in the papers, I actually mentioned this on the air yesterday, so I'm not going to spend much time on it with regards to global warming and climate change. But the echo on its uh, front pages in the mirror this morning are both talking about the fact that um, we will get somewhat warmer because of climate change. But one thing that Ireland will see is it will get wetter and rainfall will increase. Um, so that's the latest on that. Actually, I don't know whether how many people actually went out last night. I, I did for about a half an hour from about midnight to Half past, maybe there, thereabouts, looking for Perseid, the meteor shower, the shooting stars. Um, I saw one. Uh, I mean, if, if it hung around long enough, I imagine I would have seen more, but in the space of a half an hour, one. And boy, if you saw any of the shooting stars last night, do they ever move fast? It's like a white bullet literally going across the sky so, so fast. I mean, you'd think it was going so fast that if you stood in the same spot looking at the same part of the sky that it would go right around the globe and come up the other side within a matter of I don't know, 10 or 15 seconds and you'd see it again. It was that fast. It was a fantastic... I was expecting a shower and listen, I'd love to talk to somebody that saw loads of them, like an actual a shower of shooting stars, but it was certainly worth the wait of that, you can be sure. Paper-wise, this morning, of course, uh, the, I think the Lord Mayor actually was somewhat thrown under a bus yesterday. Uh, he was out trying to defend something that is fairly difficult to defend. He made a damn good job of it, I think, but was heckled, as we heard from the audio yesterday on the programme and on the news here on Red FM. There's a lot of outcry over the, the robot trees. Um, I went back yesterday because was a buddy of mine up from you all, Kevin. He wanted to see what all the palava was about so we went over and the minute I was standing there of course people were coming over chatting about it and none of them were really admiring it if that you can be sure. Mind you there's a lot of people sitting around on the benches having coffee and sandwiches so at least there's an extra place to sit and maybe you'll be cooler and the air will be cleaner around it but Own English in this morning's examiner has you don't care about homeless people at all that's the story making the front page or sorry the inside pages of the examiner regards to the tree. I'll come back to it later on because I don't think that everything is all that hunky-dory at City Hall over this. I think maybe uh, there is an awful lot of disquiet that we don't know about over this decision and perhaps a bit of an old solo run on it. But uh, the kids are being vaccinated. The kids are all right, as they used to say years ago. 40,000 are registered to get the vaccine. Centres are open across the weekend. Um, and that's something that deal is very much COVID-related today. But also maternity units because of COVID-19. So a woman called Linda Kelly. Uh, she's of the Forza Trade Union. She actually gave birth during COVID-19 restrictions. And she's a campaigner for change within maternity hospitals. She tells the Echo today that they've done a lot of fact-checking and they have found that none of the country's 19 maternity hospitals are compliant with the HSE's pandemic guidelines on partner visits. She says stuff like, it's simply pointless and it's simply not possible to continue with this charade of compliance. The HSC says one thing with regards to visit and access and the hospitals do another thing while women, their partners and their families have to navigate through the mess. So she's not holding back in fairness to her. I mean, I was even surprised to hear that we have actually 19 maternity hospitals in this country. That's got to be a good thing. But the government um, are also, you know, I was telling you there's been 16 court cases now lodged or legal papers lodged uh, for people who, whose family members died during COVID. Um, actually, I think there's probably even more than that. Now, it could have been over 20. I think maybe 15 of them alone, if I remember the correct figure, uh, are from uh, people whose family members died in nursing homes. The government now is working on establishing uh, another compensation scheme from anyone who suffers injury arising from one of the state's vaccination programs. So you can see, I mean... You probably think that's a good thing, I suppose. But you will see how this, uh, how COVID is going to continue 
to cost and to cost in more ways than one. So a story that keeps on giving in more ways than one, you know I'm going to say, uh, the unsolved murder into Sophie Toscan de Plantier. There's a very, very strong and interesting story in the Times today from Barry Roach. You know this this story that's been doing the rounds of a, a fellow who says that Jules Thomas said that she helped to wash um, bloody clothes. Um, well, that continues to develop that one because Ian Bailey online yesterday on Twitter actually named the man on a Twitter post. He's dismissed any suggestions as false that Jules Thomas confided in another man that she helped him him as in Ian Bailey to destroy evidence following the murder of uh, Sophie. He says the idea that Jules somehow confided in this man that she helped washed bloodied clothes after the murder is ridiculous he says. It's a lengthy article. The man says this happened in 2001 according to Bailey but if it did uh, why did he wait 20 years to come forward you know that um, uh, Jules Thomas confided with him in 2001 and um, he's denied um, and she has also denied very vociferously that she had ever confided with anyone to help Bailey dispose or cleaning bloody clothes following it she says um, she says that uh, she has no recollection of ever speaking to the man but the witness the man who actually knew Sophie Toscan de Plantier has made a number of statements to the Gardaí about uh, her movements on the weekend she was killed. He even went so far as to contact his solicitor recently to swear an affidavit about what he claimed Jules Thomas had actually told him. And then the guards uh, last Friday called to his house in West Cork and spent three hours taking a detailed statement from him. Uh, he's understood to have told the interviewing guardie that Jules Thomas spoke to him while Mr. Bailey was on remand for assaulting her in 2001. He advised... Um, Jules Thomas to contact the Gardaí with the information, but it never happened. He believed that Jules Thomas appeared to be in fear at the time when she told him what she told him. And just finally on this, if you saw any of the documentaries, I don't know which one of them, uh, they feature um, a conversation with Ariana Boriana, uh, who I believe is in America and was staying in the prairie at the time, uh, told how she saw clothing soaked in a bath at Jules Thomas's house in Skull when visiting there over the Christmas of 1996. Um, she said there was dark clothing. I can't remember the types of clothes, but there were, except they were dark and they were soaking. She says, I can't say at what stage of my stay the clothes were taken from the bath. So there's a lot more to Barry Roach's story, and I know I've spent quite a lot of time on it, but I think it's important. Other ones then, because obviously um, the guard investigation... Um, I mean, it's, a, it's almost like a brand new cold case, if you like. House prices continuing to rise. Uh, no matter what you say, you can't stop this. And the Irish Independent says the perfect storm because there's no end uh, to property prices, which is all very well for people wanting to sell their homes, but not for those who want to buy them. And also, everyday items like bread and fish and even costs of going on your holidays, all those have gone up. But one thing that nobody seems to talk about uh, and I think it's astonishing. The price of petrol and diesel, up, up, up. So the day, the, the mail this morning deals with that. Um, worrying news and, and kind of sad news, bit of a setback for the great uh, Vicky Phelan. Uh, I was reading her Twitter posts over the past couple of days where she said recently she received very bad news that two of her cancer tumours have grown. And that's a story that makes the star. She's back and forth, back and forth to the US. And if I, if I remember what she was saying correctly, she said that um, she's going to stop the treatment that she's on um, her medical team in America and said that's not working so they're going to try a new one uh, the television boss and we wish her all the very best to look in, in, in the world on that and hope it's more successful than the one she's coming off Kelly Harrington I was saying on the air earlier in the week that she will make a fortune 
when it comes to advertising and marketing with a gold medal. Um, and she's getting some advice from the TV boss Larry Bass this morning. I think he was involved in Shinnamill Productions at the time and did a lot of stuff for uh, TV3 and RT at the time. He's, he's, he's warning her or advising her to stay away from reality TV. Not that I watch it, but I hear Love Island is really... Um, probably if I was to pick as to who's watching it and this team, it probably is Brenda. But I hear tell it's gone completely off the rails. And there's like 35,000 complaints to Ofcom yesterday about some carry-on or some antics on Love Island. And Roy Keane, remember he said that he blamed yoga for an awful performance against Real Madrid. Well... And many people within the yoga fraternity have come back criticising him, saying, give it a rest, right? It had nothing to do with yoga. It was just the way you played on the day. Even President Michael D. Higgins, personal yoga instructor, has rode in on this one. So that's an interesting one. Today is uh, International Left-Handers Day. What do we call them? Kutogs, isn't it? People who write with their left hands. Um, I suppose people who write with both then are just really, really smart people, aren't they? But today is the day that we should celebrate all things left-handed, particularly people who write with their left hand. Uh, and also, because every, every day is a somebody's day or a something's day. 365 of them. Um, and if you in the past have been using your metabolism as a reason for why you're fat, it ain't your metabolism, it's cakes. According to the Mail This Morning Research says you can't blame your metabolism because it doesn't actually start to decline. I have a slow metabolism. It doesn't actually start to decline until you're in your 60s. And I love this. This is because I was an altar boy years ago and we used to crouch down on the church in Blackrock and look out at the entire community of people in the mass and it would always be rammed with people. But if I remember correctly as a kid, as an altar boy at mass in St. Michael's in Blackrock, the vast majority of people had dour, sour, depressing-looking faces on them. There was no one ever smiling up at me as an altar boy. It was always this gloomy look, like kind of bored or disinterested or fed up. So I wasn't dreaming that, because in the mail this morning, um, apparently the Archbishop of Dublin, Douglas, Dublin says, we don't have an Archbishop in Douglas, incidentally, we have one in Dublin, Dermot Farrell, he says, we need to get rid of our sourpusses. <laughs> Because otherwise we're never going to attract people into Christianity or Catholicism. So I was, I was reminded of my days as a kid as an altar boy, looking out at the sour pusses in the congregation. The Neil Prenderville Show. Oh, but now that I think of it, they probably had sour pusses because they were looking up at my sour puss. Yeah. My big oversized ears and freckles and overly curly hair thinking God almighty look at the state here man as an altar boy but anyway that's probably for another day anyway oh listen there's a great bit of nostalgia in the examiner this morning uh, they are rolling out photograph after photograph of the photograph on a daily basis celebrating the examiner which originally would have been the Cork examiner at the age of 180 uh, if you can get to see some of the photographs at all from their archives they're terrific one of them is the electric ra- railway when we had electric railways remember them God if we had them now back in 1889. And there's another cracking one then of the tall ships berthed along the city quays from the Port of Cork back in the 1880s. Oh man, they're just fantastic photographs. Third one then is a view of Shandon from 1880 uh, with the butter exchange in front of it. Super photographs. Great bit of nostalgia. Actually, talking about nostalgia, I mentioned on the air during the week uh, that Derry O'Callaghan is closing the doors of uh, Zico Pizza it's a lot more than a pizza shop, I was about telling you during the week, because it was a fully-fledged chipper. But after 40 years in business, he's decided it's time to hang up the apron 
um, and to have a rest and enjoy family and friends and leisure time. So I said we put in a quick call uh, to Derry just to wish him well. Being Friday, they're the kind of things I like to do on a Friday. So Derry, good morning. Morning, Nate. The end of an era, 40 years, a long, long time, Derry. Good luck to you and to Veronica. What's the plan? Uh, look after grandchildren. <laughs> a full-time job. <laughs> You're not in that practice yet? No, 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 no. Maybe someday, but not quite yet. Um, I'll, ring you up and, I'll ring you up and invite you to the club. <laughs> Have you many of them? Five. Right. Well, you got one for every one for every from weekday. 18, from 18 to 3. Listen, 40 years, man. It's amazing. I mean, I can remember when Zico came and I can remember. Do you remember the chipper that was there there before it? It, I was, I was, I walked at the shipper before it, and Did, before that was the high tide. That's right. That's the, that was, that was, that was going back a long time now. Yeah, well, that's the one I remember as a young flu. We used to go up for a carton of chips. We used to call it a mix, chips and peas. Did you ever hear that? Because, okay, Dan's, Dan's sister lives across the road from me as we speak. And he had the high tide, was it? He had a high tide. And what do you... Go- I mean, will 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 Zico's remain? I mean, will you lease uh, it or... What? Won't, no. No? Not, not has Zico's anyway. We're, we're leasing out the, the, the building and it, it will be... It'll have a, new, a new beginning. A new beginning, a new beginning. But you must have some great memories. I mean, I was talking during the week about the fact that during the Vita Cortex dispute, you recall that you fed them every single day. Well, we, we did. We went over every night. We, we, it was just a, a talking gesture, really, because they were, they were under pressure and, and just like... For how long? I mean, I, I remember reading it in the I, Echo during the week. You know, you'll be honest with you, you know... I I don't even remember how I, I remember the, the occasion. I don't remember how long it went on. Months. It was just three months or so. But I can't remember. And what would you do? Would you just uh, cook up a lot it of just, food? That's, well, during the night, maybe about half nine, ten o'clock. So that's throw through trays there for for for, for uh, cortex. They were happy enough that, but I suppose they were sick of it. Actually, <laughs> would you mix it yeah. up? Like, would it be burgers one night, pizza another night, chicken another? Anything, night? whatever. We had a few few guys like pies. It was just a, their, their preference, whatever they wanted. We must have been at some stage thinking, "How long is this going to go on? How long am I going to be feeding these?" We, we gave that thought a few times. <laughs> I'd say you fed a lot of people over the years, from all walks of life, though. Well, uh, we did this once. Yeah. We, 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 I fed you one day. <laughs> More than once. I love the I, I pizzas. I can remember that you across the counter and you were looking for a meat patty, <laughs> and it was the same night. And I was, I was, I was very cross with myself for not having you know, meat patties for the famous Neil Fender. <laughs> but the pizzas were something else because they were almost slightly deep pan, weren't they? The, the pizzas were, were our, our most popular item, you know. Because all too often the pizzas are too flat, there's not enough topping. You never held back, like. No, we did not. We, there, was, there was no holding back. Yeah. A lot of repeat business, then, I'd say. We, we have, I've, I've had people in the shop now, and we fed their parents. And I, there's a friend of mine, he's, he's boxing, common sports and banning colleague. Cross my head. I fed his father. I fed himself, and I, and, and I've now fed his, his son. Get away! And before I, you went I, into business yourself, you said you worked for others. I mean, is this has this been your career path all your life? 
from the time I was 17, I was in class of history. Then I walked to the Tartar Booker in, in, what, what, do you know us now, in, in Everglean Road? Yeah. It was Paul's place at the time. And that was, I've, I've done nothing else except for a week in, 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 in Office of Price Centre in Princess Street. And you went back to it again? I, I, I went back to where I was and I just, I, I've done nothing else since. It's a hard life, like, isn't it? I mean, we see what happens inside in the shop with the friars, you behind the counter and staff and things. But there's fierce prep goes across the whole day, you know, doesn't, isn't there? There is, yeah, to be fair. I, I, like, I know, I walked last night, I'm a beaten pup this morning. <laughs> I have two, two more days to go. I'm, I'm actually going to a cash and carry now because we have no concept of what, what food we need and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of work behind the scenes that people see. You, you, you go in at four o'clock, you don't work at all. I said, I, you know, there's work to be done before we open up. And, and my, my daughter and myself and my sons were in there last night. Every, everybody's helping at the moment. All my friends, I, I, my niece's husband made his debut last night delivering pizzas. And uh, he, he thought it was great fun. I think it's not great fun at all. Oh, no, it's all the pre-prep that goes into it. All of the fish they need to get ready. All of the patties and the pe- and the potato pies. and the, I mean, you, I, you obviously have a, a, a machine to cut the chips, right? No, we... we, but we when I started walking into the shop first, we, we peed potatoes. God. But when when the water restrictions came away oh, a good few years ago, we started buying power fried chips. Lovely. Oh, lovely. They're, they're the ones we use. But, but as, as, as I was saying, we, we just moved on. Some people like them and... As you say, you can't please all the people all the time. Not at all. How could you? Sure, they say the customer's always right. We know not to, that not to be. The case. Wrong. We we know that not to be the case. What's the secret though to to good chips? Dino always said it was the oil, or he would use fat. He said to to, to block fat. We use it. Oh, you know what, Dino? You know, Dino's there longer than I. Well, I suppose the big blocks of the old Frytex, I guess. That's what we use. Oh my God! So that's the reason for the taste, then. Tis, yeah, tis, tis in the fillet. You want to drink? You have to have before you eat. Well, <laughs> that helps too. And I heard that you called it Zico's after the Brazilian footballer. Is that right? Well, I, I didn't originally name the, the shop Zico's. Yeah, it, it was the guy who owned Pastas named it Zico's, and it was to be. It was just before the World Cup. And Brazil were, were one of the favourites to win the World Cup in 1988, I think. Yeah. Brazil were to win the World Cup that year. And uh, Zico was going to be the main man. <laughs> but he got injured in the first game. And Paolo Rossi in the, ended up being the famous player for, for Italy. <laughs> he, it could easily be called Rossi. It could have just an easy to even Rossi. You know, it, it, it's all luck. <laughs> I mean... Things happen as they happen. They were saying during the week that it would be interesting if you were to count up the amount of kids that you served from Creastree uh, alone because the queue uh, at lunchtime would be the length of High Street. I have a good relationship with Creastree and even even two weeks ago when we were doing a summer camp down there, my sister, normal, 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 there's a lot of work down there as well, you know. Normal, my sister. 
I, I was I was told that the cre- the Creus Tree favourite was a slice and chips. Was that a slice of beef? Yeah. I, I've I've had someone say to me that we should do just just slice and chips for Sunday. Nothing <laughs> else. That's that's all you can have. <laughs> but the Creus Tree guys would, would would remember that. How much is a slice and chips? It must have been reasonably cheap for school kids, was it? It was a euro. A euro. That's all. We, we were given the things away. <laughs> Are you crazy? There's no profit in that. I know that. But <laughs> We're not after profit. We're not after profit. <laughs> My wife is pointing at her chest and says, yeah, I, I'm after profit. <laughs> All right, she's the financial genius in the family then. <laughs> yeah, she is, yeah. So it was a lucky day. It was a lucky day I met her when... when, when and I, I, went, I went to her, her, her dad's... <laughs> is that... And I, I, I've been married 41 years old. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, listen, it, I mean, time moves on; it stops for no man. But you'll be very missed. You'll be really missed, you and Veronica. You really will. I, I, I have to say, I'm, I'm very grateful. I've had some texts and cards from people who I, I know over the years, um, and this is not asking for stuff. Don't there's, there's people dropping me in bottles of wine and <laughs> and, and chocolates. So I said, don't. Don't just just say hi. Do me a fine eh? I know. I'm happy with that. I know. You'll take a long rest, maybe a holiday. I'd say. What do you think? I'll take I'll take after Sunday. I I stay in bed all day Monday. <laughs> because, <laughs> and and I, as I said, I don't know if you were there. We we, we wouldn't even be there if it wasn't for Jenny Allen. Why is that? Jenny Jenny was we tried at the time. My myself, my wife, we were wealthy people. We, we started nothing. And uh, we tried all the banks and sure, obviously they wouldn't give us money. So we, we, we were a bad risk. And then he was working in for Southern Bank. At oh, you remember on the Mall, one of the commercial yeah. small banks, yeah. Uh, then he was, he was an old neighbour of mine from uh, Evergreen Road and he said, live with me. And lo and behold, the following week, he said, your, your Lord is there. Oh and my God. I spoke to him yesterday. I said, Dinny, I would, I would be here only for you. Yes, Dinny Allen took a punt on you then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he knew the person, you see. He knew you were a good if, bet. If, maybe. Or, or else he's he dad, you <laughs> Or else he knew that there was always a bag of chips in it for him. <laughs> oh, well, and he, he's not, well, he, he can have anything he wants for the next two days. <laughs> <laughs> Is Friday though always the busiest day, is it? They say that about chippers. I wonder why. Well, it has changed so much over the years. You know, with COVID now, what it is, the opening hours aren't as long as they used to be. But Friday is always the busy day. Friday and Saturday, for me, as yeah. we speak. Yeah, and another change, of course, is chippers delivering. We never heard of that before, but no, needs I, must. I, I, no, we, we, we deliver a lot. Now, we used to deliver at all when we started. Will you be sad on Sunday when you lock up? Well, I tell you now, and my wife was looking at me here, she said, I, I'm, I'm speaking to you and smiling, but I'll be crying in a half an hour, so I, I, I just opened my phone and I, I, I text with somebody and I said, look at that. I, I would be sad, I've spent a lot of my life down there. I know, I know, I know. But excited and looking forward to the future as well. Ah, uh, yeah, but, but at the same time, it, it, there's been a lot, of, we've, we've seen a lot of things up in that shop and we've, been through good days and bad days, more more good than bad, to be honest with you. And you have to be a great chatter, don't you, Derry? You know, well, I, I'm, not, I'm saying this to you and to Veronica. You have to give people an opportunity to chat. Uh, yeah, it's all chatting. We, we, we throw a bit of a couple of folk to go again. It's stuff has come on. 
fantastic. Okay, all right. Irish language, welcome. And would you throw in if when you throw in the couple of fuckers? Of course, we're robbing the for for Irish language classes when I when I retire. Are you going? Are you going to do that? I'm keeping it taught because I have an inch. I'm not totally Irish, but. At least, you're thro- at least you're throwing in a few words. So while you throw in a few words in the Irish language, do you also th- did you also throw in, throw in the extra scoop of chips? That's what we did. I was just saying, but tomorrow, I think you, you, you're, good, you're doing okay there too. You played? Uh, just school by football. I, I've, I've been with the club since 1966, before you were even born. Oh, you're so kind. You say the nicest things. I know. <laughs> you haven't lost your good looks either, I have to tell you. Yes. Yeah. How'd you stay in such good shape, actually, surrounded by all that beautiful, tasty food? I just, I just, I did handball and soccer and they just kept me fit. Jesus, that's one of the hardest games I've ever seen played, handball. Jesus. It's great exercise. Well, listen, you'll have, you'll have a, it's a sad day for all of us, but, and, you know, an exciting time in another chapter in your life and in Veronica's life. I just didn't want the opportunity to pass without saying all of the best to you, you know? I'll see you on the street someday when you're out walking. Oh, we'll have an old chat. Look after yourself. Yeah. Or hail me if I'm on my bike. Give me a wave. Yeah, and I will keep up with you. <laughs> <laughs> listen, it's lovely chatting with you, Derry, and would you give our best regards to Veronica as well and your sister Norma? No problem. Cheers, take care of yourself. All the best. Bye-bye. Slonga fall, slonga fall. 40 years, locks the door uh, on Sunday. And just an all-round great Carconian. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. Uh, You may have seen uh, during the week uh, a video that was posted online by Father Gerard Galvin, commonly known and affectionately known down in his parish in West Caucasus, Father Ger. Um, He um, said he had no choice but to create the video saying farewell to all his parishioners because uh, he is too weak and uh, he is incurable cancer. It was quite emotional actually watching it. Uh, so I decided I'd uh, give him a call and I have a chat with him and then after 10 I'll chat with Father Jur uh, down west. Lovely, lovely guy. So that's uh, after 10 this morning. Can I also just mention, for fear as time goes on and it's Friday and I'll run out of time, that this weekend is the All-Ireland Ladies Senior Football Championship semi-final. Um, and of course we have the Cork-Meath game, which is the All-Ireland Ladies Senior Football Championship. It's Cork and Meath Sunday at Croke Park. Now, um, both of the All-Ireland semi-finals will be broadcast live on TG Cahar, and then the winners will go on to uh, the final on the 5th of September. So this Sunday is the turn of uh, the Cork Ladies Senior Football Championships in the semi-final against Mead. I also find it quite interesting that the, the word ladies is still used. Maybe that's, a, maybe that's a GA thing. Other sports have dropped the term ladies now and have converted to uh, only only women's. But what's extraordinary about the Cork Ladies Senior Football team over the years is that they have won 11 All-Irelands and they are delivering pretty much almost year in, year out, with a couple of exceptions since 2005 anyway, an awful lot more um, silverware, gold and silver, I should say, uh, than, say, for instance, the men. Um, um, Another point that I just want to make and wish them all the best of luck for Sunday is that the attendance at uh, Ladies Senior Football Championship Games, say, for instance, at Croke Park, if you look at... um, the finals, 
from 2005 when uh, Cork beat Galway, the ladies, there was 23,000 people at the match. If you flick ahead to 2019, there was 56,000 at the Dublin Galway match, um, which has over doubled in attendance in the space of 14 years. So onwards and upwards with the amount of interest, the amount of support, the amount of marketing, the amount of coverage and the amount of attendance at ladies football games. So doubled in like 14 years. Anyway, lines open. Best of luck to them on Sunday. Lines open at 1850-104-106. It's a free food Friday today. Your opportunity to scoop uh, some pizza courtesy of ourselves and Oak Fire Pizza. So text who you are or where you are. WhatsApp as well. 0868-104-106. We'll do some shout-outs again, of course, across the morning. You will win for yourself uh, four pizzas with sides. We'll send you the vouchers, and you can pick up the piping hot pizza yourself at an Oak Fire Pizza brand. So text who you are and where you are to 0868104106, and we'll do the shout-outs. Around about 10 past 12, we'll start. Elizabeth, good morning. Thanks for holding. Good morning. How are you? Okay. How's life down uh, Coveway, is it? Yeah, down in Cove, yeah. You were oh, at the pa- okay, but you were at the park there, was it, or a playground? Yeah, we were. Yeah, the playground on Wednesday. We were down there with my two little girls, uh, Michaela and Sersha, and my little girl was up in the slide playing away. And like Michaela is autistic, she has a learning difficulty, so I goes around with visuals to not say you can't push kids, you cannot kick them. So I said today, uh, Wednesday, come on, we'll go down, we'll be in the cards. So she was up playing away and she was pushing her sister. Then a gang of kids came up. So she was, you know, playing away and grand anyway. I went outside for a fag. I said to my friend, just look after her for two minutes. I went outside the gate and this man came up like a bull and he climbed up in the slide, you know, the big slide with the tower, climbed up and shouted into my daughter's face. He climbed up the slide? Yeah, he climbed up in the slide and screamed into her face, telling her, get down the slide and stop kicking people and get down the slide now. Did he see her kicking people, incidentally? I didn't see her kicking her, I'll be quite honest. Like, if she does now, I'm a kind of like, if my, my Michaela do that, I would actually gone over and took in her off that slide yeah. and brought her somewhere else or if, a, if she went over and hit a child I would have actually gone over to the mother itself and said I'm very sorry she done this I'm kind of like that you know you know so of course you would I'm just no I'll come back to him shouting at a child which clearly is not on but maybe mm-hmm. something happened when you went for a fag maybe I was just outside the gate you know where that like if you go outside the gate and you just like just the, that slide, the tower slide, is just in front of me. She had a friend so watching her anyway, didn't you? She wasn't being unwatched. She was being watched. She was being watched. There was two of us in the park. There was me and my friend. But you see, my other daughter, Sasha, went down the slide. So she ran off. And my friend just turned around and went, where did she go? So then she turned. And then we just saw, I just outside having a fag. And this man got stuck, arming up. Up this up the slide and start screaming, shouting into my daughter's face. Climbed up the slide and shouted yeah. into her face. How did yeah. you react to that? Did you see it? I did see it because I was standing. I was actually in shock because I never actually saw a parent doing something like that in my life. Like I was like, I never saw a thing like that. Michaela kind of stood there and she was like, "See, Michaela can't understand because she's autistic." Yeah. So she was kind of like, "What's going on here?" So my friend went up the slide. Took her down from the slide and I got my other daughter and we went in the car and we left the park. 
Did you say anything to him? No, I didn't because I was actually in shock. And to be honest with you, I'm not that kind of person. I would not actually lower myself down to him. Do you know that kind of way? And there was a load of kids there then as well, so I would not react to someone like that. So clearly his child was up there at some stage while, when I Michaela was so, up yeah. there. Yeah. I yeah. think his child was up there and got kicked or pushed at. But if he came over to me and said, look, sorry, your child kicked my child, I'd go and actually apologise. Yeah, of course. Actually, That's the proper way yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Was actually, would actually apologise and brought my daughter down and showed her visuals and went away on the swing. Do you know that kind of way? I would actually get in a role in that situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, that is the right way to do it. But even mm. even in the world we live in now, not everybody would be comfortable even approaching another parent because they actually don't know how the other parent's going to react, you know? Exactly, I totally understand that. Yeah. But if that child, like, if if he saw my child screaming, like, because she can't talk, she's non-verbal. So her screams be kind of like incitement, enjoying herself and yeah. that. yeah. I think he should just, like, I was standing by the gate and he looked into my face and then came down the slide and went, some parents should be looking at watching their children. Is that what he said to you? Well, he looked into my direction, like, when he came down the slide. I think parents should be watching their kids. You you, you must have been in shock that you didn't say anything back to him. I mean, you could have said, listen, I'm terribly sorry, I didn't see it. Michaela's non-verbal, she's living with autism. Um, Actually, to be honest with you, I don't think you should have gone up the slide and shouted at her. You should have tried to find me. Yeah, like, well, I didn't say nothing to him because I was actually in shock. I was like, I'm, like, if we go to other parks now, like, up towards Nakanahini and that now, Michaela would go near her child and I would run over and I would say to the, the mother, I'm very sorry, or the grandfather, and say, I'm very sorry for her doing that. And he said, it's okay, I know she's autistic. I go, that's not, that's not her, you know, like, even if she's autistic and all that. Yeah. I'm still trying to learn her not to be doing things like that. Yeah. You cannot be pushing a child off a slide. You cannot be kicking a slide because it is dangerous. You could actually damage a child. But at the same and time, I, listen, at the same time, she doesn't know that. You know, she's playing. She's just letting off steam, you know? Yeah, but like, yeah. Then, like that man didn't see then the other kids were pushing her down the slide. So I she know. was enjoying that, I like, know. you know? Yeah. And then when she came down, when my friend got her off the slide, she came down and I, she came over and I gave her a big hug and a kiss. I know. And it's like, so I said, come on now, we go and we go and get ice cream. Nobody, no, yeah, nobody should climb a slide and shout into the face of a child. Full stop, no, no matter what. I mean, did it, does that ever happen to you before, anything like that? No, it was my first time ever now experiencing something like that, now to be quite honest with you. Like, if the child went over, and, like, I'm not being bad, I was actually out having a fag, but uh, I don't know, I think he was in the park for 10, 15, 20 minutes. I was actually sitting down on the roundy thing, there's like a Domino's little table. Yeah. I was sitting down there and I was calling her, Michaela, don't do that, good girl, and she stopped doing it. So she came down and I was showing her visuals, you know, cannot push and all that. See, with autistic children, if that man understood autistic children, you know. But like, sure. ki- like kids on pl- in a playground are on the different equipment and the, you know, the the games and the slides and they might get the odd smack or kick or push or bruise. Or there's ladders and slides. It's normal, isn't it? I, I think it's normal. Like when we were it's growing all part up, of, some of it is just the rough and tumble of being a kid. Yeah. I mean, they're, not, they're not pieces of china, like. Like if you like, we all know we get pushed off the side and we start laughing. I know, I'm not not saying that, but like, there's a I bit know, of rough and tumble always. Yeah, she likes that, but like, I'm trying to learn her. Like, yeah. you can't be doing that. Other kids don't like that. You're like, you're different, Michaela. They don't like that, and 
even if she pushed a little child out down the side, I, if I was standing by the side and saw her pushing, I would over go to that little girl and go, I'm very sorry, love, she's just... Yeah, and, me. and maybe it wasn't his kid's turn to be on it, you know? Maybe she shouldn't have gone up, or maybe there was too many up there, I don't know. There, you know? there was about six kids up there, and I think is when there's too many kids up there. Yeah. Well, that's not their kid's fault either. Yeah. But every time I was calling Michaela down, she was they were pushing her down, and she liked that then as well. So I just think it's just that when I just not acceptable of him going up. No, not children. No, no, no. Let's see what others make of this, or whether they've had experience similar to it. But listen, thanks for taking the call. Let it not deter you or stop you going to playgrounds. Oh no, no, that's yeah. not going to do. That's not 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 for Michaela. She needs to be out. She needs to be socialising with other children. All right, and. Learning how to do things, you Absolutely. know. You're a great mum. Thanks, Elizabeth. Cheers. Thank Take you care. Very much. Thank All you. All the bye best. Bye bye. Text 0868104106. Of course, you can't shout at uh, small children. You can't shout at children at all. Years ago, of course, a lot more of this would have been very much acceptable. Not amongst children, but I wonder at what age, it's probably not allowed anymore, but what age can you shout at somebody to tell them to cop themselves on? Is it 12, 14? Is it 16, 17, 18, ever? certainly used to be the way. God, I could tell you stories from way back in the day. There was a lot more than, um, you know, neighbours, mams or dads shouting at kids, I can tell you. Back after the break, text 0868104106. Talk to Neil Printerville now. 1851-04106. Red FM. Just going back uh, to Zico's, which is uh, closing at the weekend after 40 years in business. All round good guy, Dario Callan and his wife, Veronica. Brian, good morning. Well, and I just, I'm well, and just we were chatting earlier on about how long the Vita Cortex dispute sit-in lasted. It was 161 days and nights, of course, and it uh, it attracted worldwide attention. That's phenomenal, isn't it? Well, like uh, uh, I went to this hockey, and the workers won out in the end. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, they did, they did, yeah. and I and I know a lot of the people that were out there. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're actually related to my wife. When well, I went to this theatre, I wrote down what was um, the amount of people he employed and the amount of young kids that he kept on the street narrow. He, like, he'd be embarrassed by this, no, like. I, I was involved with Tremor myself for about 20 years. Still involved today. Tremor Athletic. Tremor Athletic, yeah. 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 Uh, which is not fair from your house. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. But, um,. The amount, the amount of people that he employed, he, he kept on the street narrow. Like, you know, when fellas are hitting 15, 16, 17 years of age, nearly 90% of them, their first job was Dolly Kyle's. Go away. Zeke was. Oh, yeah. And um, he was a fantastic coach as well. So I don't know what he was like to play or because I wouldn't be as old as him, but I. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be around the same age as yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, well I, I wanted to tell you one funny story. Yeah. I was down there coaching five, five to six-year-olds there one morning, you know. And um, I was only learning how to coach, you know, how to relate to kids that age, you know. And just, just I often kind of wonder why they give the learner coaches the hardest job. <laughs> I, it's true, you're right, you're back on. But I was standing there, I know, and this, this fellow was standing on the line. And uh, I was saying, Jesus, how am I going to get him involved? He had his head no inside in his jacket, you know? Mm. He had no interest, you know? All he was afraid, whatever. Mm. And I was just standing there, and I was saying, Jesus, how am I going to get this fellow involved now? And the only cat came up. <laughs> he walked up, and then next he says, uh, What's your name? <laughs> I, want to, I just make up a name now, because I want to tell you his name, because yeah, yeah. he's in his 30s, and he'll probably kill me. <laughs> but uh, he looked up, and he says, Liam. He says, Liam. Do you want to play? Do you want to kick the ball? I do, yeah. 
Så det det var så smart, det var smart gold, så da. Så det har vi vendt ind til det gold. Og ni bent over farver. Så ikke ni kæk mere, det er has. Så ja, man, for du bare aldrig ordentligt kæk det. Hvor helst, jeg tænkte, jeg var så rart til at engineer for det. Det er ikke nægt. Det var så... I den første dag, hvor I gør det. I gør så meget kompliceret, og... Det var fantastisk, ikke? Oh my god, oh my god. Det var en engineer for det stille til en bar. Ja, all he needed was that little bit of coaxing... Get yeah, down to his it, level, it, like as if you're... You know what to get my in the clue, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, still playing ball today, you know? They say, but, uh, I was reading about him during the week, and they were saying that uh, he supported many local schools, many local clubs, many local businesses, and you're saying that he employed an awful lot of young fellas at an, at an age, really, where they could have either gone on the straight or gone on the narrow, I suppose. You're bang on. Yeah. You're bang on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, like... To tell you not like there was a uh, we had an old personal thing here too where um I buried this son young. Oh, sorry to hear that. And I tell you one thing now, the first person on the door was fooled every night. Was Dolly Cat. Go away. You've never forgotten that. Never. And I never will. Yeah. Would he be a good friend of yours then, he would? Um he would. I don't know what he'd say about it, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Because he'd be kind of uh how would you say it all? You see, there's probably yeah. Lo- there's, yeah, there's probably loads and loads of stories being done by people that we never hear of. You know, stories like that and people like Derry. You well, there, there probably is, but definitely in this community has been fantastic. Yeah. And and it's not it's not the, the big things that you see. You know, uh, he, he would know my other son. Then he, he played with some more as well. You know, and yeah. he was growing up, and like at about seventeen. This is another funny one out there. He was about seventeen or eighteen, and he went into Zico's. Uh, he went in um, to buy chips or whatever, and he had a new girlfriend, right? And the girlfriend was from the north side. <laughs> so she was, like, Dolly, the banter between Dolly and my son was very good, right? But she was kind of feeling left out. <laughs> and just out of the blue, then he turned around and says, uh, Hold your pull, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? And she felt part of it then straight away. He had that knack and he still has it, eh? <laughs> oh my God, I love it, I love it, I love it. I don't know how he made any money if he was selling a slice of pizza and chips to the kids from, say, for instance, Chris Ree for a euro. Yeah, no. No, he was fantastic. Oh, fair enough. He had he was, no, because he is, Yeah, uh-huh. I know, I know, and, uh, I know, I know. I know he'd be more embarrassed about this now than he will, but uh, so I, I just felt I had to get on and let you know what kind of a man he is. Like. Delighted you did. Fair play to you. I love hearing stories like that. It's all about community and it's all about the parish, Brian, isn't it? It is indeed. It is yeah. indeed. And he's fantastic. Well said, boy. Well said. All right. Mind yourself. Okay, I'll talk to you. Cheers. Take care. Thanks, well, Brian. And best of luck again to, uh, indeed, the entire O'Callaghan family. And uh, thank you to everybody. That's t- keep those texts coming, incidentally. I'll read out some of them. A little later on, text 0868104106. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. So if you want a pizza from Zico or some of their fabulous chips or a cheeseburger or whatever, this weekend is your last opportunity. Doors close uh, on Sunday evening after 40 years in business. And you know something? There's something really lovely about just a bag of chips. A couple of weeks back, actually, for some reason, I got an awful yearning for a bag of chips um, and run about uh, 20 past half past 12. Uh, I went from here down to Dino's in Bishopstown and got a big bag of chips. That's all. Just a bag of chips. Salt, vinegar, bag of chips. Brought them back here and myself and Phil Burke and Dave Mack demolished them. 
And it was just fantastic. I mean, what, where would you be going, like, for the price of what? Two euro, two fifty for a big bag of chips? Uh, and the three of us demolished them. They were great. And indeed, I believe it was also on a Friday. Uh, just one fast one here. Some of the kids at playgrounds are vicious. My small fella got a kick in the face from a bigger boy climbing ahead of him on the ladder to get onto the slide recently. I'd swear the young fella did it on purpose. My child was bawling. I've only started to bring him to the playground and he had a horrible experience. You know, some people will want to teach their kids manners too. He was queuing for ages because they were all barging past him up the ladder. None of them wait their turn. Teach your kids manners, parents. It's not a zoo, says a concerned mum. I mean, I can almost see the picture of that. Like, the, the young fella ahead of him, or the child ahead of him, just raised his leg on the ladder and kicked back at him. Bad form, like. Not on. Dangerous. Back after 10. Hey, it's Kira. Tune in to Saturday Breakfast on Red FM from 7am and wake up your weekend with music, chats and all that's happening in Cork. That's Saturday Breakfast on Red FM with me, Kira Revens. Emerald Music Station of the Year. You're on Cork's Red FM. And the lines are open at 1850-104-106. Lots of different um, chipper texts coming in, particularly wishing uh, Derry and Veronica all of the best. I'll come back to those later on. Text 0868-104-106. Today is, oh my God, did you realize that today is Friday the 13th? Oh my God, I just saw it here now. I could have got through the whole day without knowing that today was Friday the 13th. But it is, because today is the day the Trigon Hotels are hosting a spinathon on Harley Street. It's a beautiful street now. It's gorgeous work on it. Isn't there Eat on the Street up there as well? Aren't the Metropole doing a fantastic new menu and things like that for Eat in the Street? You can have a bev and you can have a bit of food and things like that. But anyway, they're doing a spinathon today in aid of their charity partner for 2021, the Cope Foundation. And you can support the team who are spinathoning, if that's a word, by donating on justgiving.com. It's a fundraiser for Trigon Hotels Spinathon, and everything they raise will go to the Cove Foundation. And it looks fantastic. Harley Street. Harley Street's gorgeous. They've set up the bikes and everything, the spinning bikes. Um, and I love all of the different artistic endeavors on the street, on the sides of the building, the old PGO Hay building in particular. Beautiful job. God, our city's looking great in places. Actually, I was in yesterday, as I said, and um, on my travels, I... Um, I was down around um, Parnell Place again. I was I was keen to see if I could find the lad in the small little tent. And I did come across the tent. And he is in the tent. And it's the tiniest tent you ever saw. It's just tiny. To call it a one-man tent is an exaggeration. I was going to see if he was all right and see if I could have a chat with him. There was a lovely fella crouched down, chatting in the door of the tent to him, rolling cigarettes for him. I thought it was a lovely thing to see. He came across it yesterday as lunchtime. So I left him I left him alone, but it was a lovely thing. Whatever that chap was doing, he was just there passing the time with him, chatting away and rolling him fags. So whoever you, whoever you are, job well done. Okay, free food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Oak Fire Pizza. Your opportunity to scoop pizza again today and then you can redeem the vouchers at any one of the Oak Fire Pizza branches. I'll remind you of those a little later on. But some shout outs for Cork Flower Studios and Douglas Street doing amazing work. For everybody at Cork Taxi Co-op, Noel and Glenn and all of the gang. Long insulation are working hard in Ballyvalan, Anglesey Street Garda Station, Irish Removals in Bishopstown, Doyle Shipping Group in Tivoli are listening. Foley's Plumbing would love free Oak Fire Pizza. Um, everybody at the Civil Registration Office in Adelaide Street that could do with a pizza picks me, pick me up. I would imagine, and they're telling me actually in the text, that they are snowed under because of the cyber attack aftermath. Go on, be a legend. Give us a pizza. <laughs> 
<laughs> Pro Valet Valet in Maham Point. Pizza. Michelle Keating would love some pizza for the O'Leary Insurance Team in Lockmahan House in Black Rock. For everybody at Peter Mark Hare in Blackpool. To all of the gang at Union Hall Smoked Fish. The, the crew at Ballinine Skip Hire. Just another few here. Everybody at RPC Haulage in Granada. Con's Shop in Grona Braher. Sub-Zero Cryotherapy. I think they're on the Grand Parade. The Matter Private Staff there great. They call themselves the fab staff of B2K. Uh, everybody at the Dulux Paint Factory in Blackpool. And just another few here, Joe Crawley Oils in, in a Shannon. Uh, and everybody at O'Donovan Life Pharmacy in Balafehan who are listening. Little Hands Child Care. And also Ailish in Mitchellstown working from home for 17 months. You have kept me 100% sane. You're probably the only person in the world that have kept 100% sane over the past 17 months. So thank you for that. Oakfire Pizza are at Douglas, Clonakilty, Bandon, Princess Street and Galabi Street. And now at the East Village in Douglas, you will win four pizzas each and two sides. So keep those uh, texts coming. We'll do some more shout outs in about 40 minutes time. Text 0868104106. Now, um, earlier in the week, you will recall, uh, I was chatting with you about the West Cork priest, Father Gerald Galvin fondly known as Father Jur to his parishioners uh, down west, uh, down around Doris and Ahakista, 40 years a priest. He posted a very emotional goodbye to his parishioners online. Um, he has incurable cancer and he was just wishing people well, asking for their prayers, sharing love, asking for forgiveness and just generally all around chatting to the people in his life, his parishioners, down through the years online. There was a huge response to it. I sat and watched it all. I went back and watched a lot of it a second time. Uh, and then, of course, everybody was sharing uh, the video. This is just a short clip of it. My shoulder is very sore. My lungs are very sore. Uh, sleeping is very difficult, etc. But I know that in spite of it all, this Jesus is looking after and caring for me. And that's where you find him. In the story of the woman caught in adultery. So for all that and so much more, I say thank you. I wish it wasn't like this. I wish I could shake your hands and say goodbye. But I can't. I don't have the energy anymore. I have one final request to make of you. Will you pray in the future? you please remember me and say a prayer for Father Jar because I can tell you Father Jar will always pray for you and will treasure your prayers and I will never forget the people of Mintervara parish the people of my parish God bless you and thank you very difficult for him in an awful lot of pain very emotional for him and very emotional for us watching it. I'll chat with Father Jur after the break. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. Father Jur, good morning. Good morning. Is yeah. is Jur a bit too familiar? Should it be Jurred or Father Galvin? Let me get that right. Uh, well, Jur is what most people call me by, and I'm very comfortable with that. Father Jur. Jur. Yeah, okay, yeah. because you're on first name terms with everybody. Listen, many people were very touched and moved by your farewell video. Were you expecting that? Absolutely not, no. Um, the video was recorded because I was 
I'm unable because of the cancer in both my bones, which is in every bone of my body, and uh, in my lungs as well. I was looking for a way, searching for a way to say goodbye because I knew it was over for me as a pre- as, as ministry in the parish. And I was chatting with a couple of friends and they said, why don't you record something and just put it up on, you know, send the link to mm-hmm. people and let them look at it and then send on the link because I have a group yeah. that I, I, I text every Sunday morning called... Uh, I thoughts from isolation, but not isolated thoughts. Yeah, and I I do that every day, every week. So it was really meant for those people, and and then obviously somebody in the group passed it on. I think the trail uh, was from the from the from the group mm. to the Southern Star, mm. and the Southern Star was it picked up from the examiner. I think picked it up from That's the Southern right. Star, yeah. and then it went kind of to the Irish Times and the uh, Independent and as far as the sun and as far as the newspapers are concerned they only have limited circulation but online it's endless circulation and many many people have seen it we're very moved by it in fact found it quite sad was was it a difficult thing to do well, it was very very difficult uh, for me to do uh, mind you it wasn't done in one take there was no I know uh, you know we'll, we'll try that again no, no. Uh, I, I, it was from my heart um I wanted to say goodbye to people who had been extraordinarily good to me and kind to me uh, over ye- over the years, mm. and um, saying that was was very very difficult and very hard to keep back the tears at times. And just, but it turned out to be the only thing I could do um, that I thought would be effective. I was, I'm absolutely stunned myself mm. at mm. how far it's gone. I got a. a just to, for myself, which amazed me, the power of the internet I know is very powerful. Mm. But I got a note from a priest in London who got the link from some friends of his in the Philippines. Astonishing, yeah. I couldn't figure that out. Uh, and then, of course, my sister, I have a sister living in Brussels, and she said, it is bad enough to have this bloody virus without you going viral as well. <laughs> a virus and a viral brother. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, my Push God. Out. I know, I know, I know. Difficult, you know, was, difficult, difficult. 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 Yeah. And it was very hard. I didn't look at it at all until it actually mm. was put up. I never looked at it. And a friend of mine said, you know, Gerald, this thing has been looked at by a hundred and something people. I said, God, I better look back at it and see see it. So mm. uh, I wouldn't change a word, not a word. Um, I'm very saddened. I'm very sad by it, be, by having to put it up, mm. because it's obviously for a number of reasons. I've been a priest for 42 years. I've, um, I've been being kind of, on, how would I put it? I've been on the edge a lot of the time. Um, what does that I mean, Joe? What does that mean? It means I wasn't slow to comment. And sometimes my comments were negative against the church, uh, against, well, particularly about around the child sexual abuse stuff. Mm. Uh, I was very vociferous. But isn't that just being honest, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's what I, I would have hoped I would have achieved uh, in my 42 years in the priesthood. And... Um, I, I've, I've been dealt with media a few times. Um, I appeared on the six o'clock Sunday evening news a good few years ago yeah, now. Yeah. 
because I refused to read a letter that the bishop sent out, and I still refuse to read, to read the same letter if I got it today. Did you, know? you get it in? Did that get you into trouble from time to time with your bosses? Uh, I, that's an interesting question. I have never no, and yes, um, <laughs> like a politician. In this, yeah, in the sense that they they. Like that particular episode about uh, that I refused to read the letter from from Bishop Buckley, never once did he mention it to me, ever. What was in that letter that you were unhappy with? Was it the sheer tone of it? It was that that, but it also spoke about that the system, there was a systems failure. There was no systems failure. The computers kept working. There was a failure on the part of, in my view, uh, bishops and people in authority to acknowledge. Yeah. Accept yeah. Yeah. and begin to re, re and begin to repair. And we know that There's to be true today. Yeah, we know that to be true. Absolutely. Yeah. So I refused to do it, and there happened to be two people who were friends with uh, some guy in RTE, and I was on the six o'clock news the following evening. Yeah. On the t- excuse me, on the television news, and uh, my poor mother when I rang her out was how are you, how are you, ma'am? I'm trying to say, would you do something for me? I said, would you shut up sometime? <laughs> No, I mean, let that, no, I mean, let that episode be part of your legacy as a priest. I would say. Oh, oh, I, and it is absolutely part of what I would. I would. I think I would probably the only. I don't know. Maybe I'm incorrect in this, but in my in two of my churches, the one in Doris and the one in Kilcrohan, there are there instead of holy God chalky God statues. There's in one. There's a broken stone with piece missing yeah. that'll never be found yeah, yeah. and it's on jute sacking and it represents the victims and the jute sacking represents the, the when they went for justice it was rough justice they got yeah I know I know and, and yeah. those kind of things so there would be kind of part of of Excuse me. I hope part will be left behind. Um, Ab- yeah, absolutely. Because you know what? It's it's easier just to toe the line. Sometimes it's it's difficult to say how you feel. You you also. I mean, you you asked for a you you apologized for the hurt that you caused yes. in words, deeds, or lack of same. Um, yes, that's not unlike all of us, really. Sure, it's not. We all need to atone. No, but but I, I I just I feel very strongly that you you apologize. You, you know. It may take some time to get my sorry. It took some time to get my head around some of it, but I decided yes, yes I have to apologise because I know I for people. I know it because I've been told so, um, and that some of the things I did were offensive to people. And if they were, then I, I'm all for saying, look, I'm sorry. I was not my intent. Uh, never is my intent. But if it happened, it happened, and you have. To, I would find it. Uh, disingenuous or not disingenuous is the wrong word I'm sure not to apologise yeah, you know, yeah. and it isn't and it was hard for me to do to sit in front of a camera and yeah and say look I screwed up as well as everyone else but that's up, just you it know, I mean you're, you're like offensive in life saying the wrong thing being rude inconsiderate or are you saying from the pulpit uh, both yeah yeah but you're you're, uh, no, you're only from human the pulpit, yeah. yeah from the pulpit would, would have would have been rare um but there were a couple of instances, I'm sure, uh, that were offensive. But I, they, it, like I talked, I already caused more trouble by mentioning holy God, uh, chalky God statues. Just something simple like that offends people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, and and 
sometimes they're not, you, I'm not too aware of that. But was um, it, I mean, you know, in, in the priesthood all those years, over 40 years, and, and if you get tired, do let me know, but was it a lonely life? I mean, you know, you, you didn't marry, you didn't settle down or, or have children. Was that something you ever thought about? Absolutely. Um, and it is a lonely life, regardless of what is said. Uh, it has its perks in that you're not able to know one, but that I found myself becoming selfish because I can listen to the music I want to listen to. I can have the volume at, to the, through the roof if I want to. There's no one going to say, turn it down. They're only simple examples. <laughs> I don't have to worry either about buying shoes for the children to send them to school. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, to me, when people paid offerings and Jews to me, I was very conscious always because I, I have two sisters and a brother and they have children. And I watch them and I learn from them. They had to pay for the children's education, like every parent does. And I learned how privileged I was, but that privilege also came with and I, the price tag of loneliness and uh, aloneness more than anything else. Mm. is the thing I missed, I think. The intimacy. Mm. Intimacy is a thing I think clergy can lack oftentimes. Mm. And I'm not talking about sexual intimacy, I'm talking about the intimacy of the soul and the heart where... Uh, a, even a life, par- a life partner, yeah? What about it? Is that what you miss, or is, is your, yeah, is your know, life partner the church, God, religion, Catholicism? It's part of it, but it's not the full picture. Um, I wrote a piece recently. For, I, I often write when I'm angry, but only for myself. I sit down and I get the stuff out of my system. It's one of my little tricks to keep myself sane. Yeah. And I recently wrote about that, an article about sexuality that... <laughs> I was in Minute I was in Minute, Spain for two years, in Minute for four in my former in my studying time and not once was I told that I was a sexual being. Not once was the word sexualization yeah. or yeah. any of those profound, profound human human factors was never discussed, never mentioned. Oh sex was discussed. Yeah. And you couldn't have you couldn't use a contraceptive pill. But no one ever told us during our course in minute that you know you are even though you can't use that you are still a sexual being yes, you know yeah, yeah there was a yeah a piece missing the piece a piece of the jigsaw was never put in place you know uh, and I excuse me I think we kind of paid the price for that then down the line uh, in many different ways in loneliness and then that lo- what how how is that loneliness covered. How is that loneliness dealt with? Mm. Uh, what do you do? Mm. So that's what be kind of my experience. The church is all negative. I sound. I have the positive thing for me in the church has been the people, as I love the Irish word, the pubble day, the people of God, mm. and that's where where we where it should be at. You and know? was that uh, the was that the I, communions, the confirmations, the baptisms, the weddings? The funerals, to getting together, helping people through heartbreak. Exactly, exactly, helping people when when they needed, whether it was to have a bit of have a bit of fun. Was at the first communion, the confirmation, or the preparations for that, or being with a family whose son or daughter had died by suicide, for instance. Yeah, I know. I know. Or what do you where, say? You know what? Or where a woman has died by died because she was murdered. Yeah. I've been called to that, and. Um, you know what we see and hear as priests r- rarely gets acknowledged. You know, uh, I was called once to a person who had been found having been three weeks in water. No, you can imagine. I know, I know. Uh, and there's no psychological 
help her background up well it wasn't then um but yeah that that's what i mean i suppose and like that's for community yeah and uh, and family kind of becomes the the parish becomes that community and family for and, me and the, and I've enjoyed it and the farewell that you that you made online would that would that perhaps in another time have been done from the pulpit I mean we had periods when there was no mass and then I think ten and twenty five I think is it is it fifty now I mean has have you, have you found that very difficult Well, I, I haven't really because I was diagnosed in two thousand and eighteen. Sorry, 2019, on the 5th of November, I got the diagnosis that I had lung cancer, incurable lung cancer. And then I was, I had a, a session of chemotherapy. And after the chemotherapy, fortunately for me, the cancer seemed to go to remission for yeah, a while. Yeah. And then I, into in the early 2020, I was getting bad chest, chest pains in my lungs and I was, take it in again and uh, they found that I had cancer in my bones and then I met Derek, Dr. Derek Power, the most amazing oncologist in Ireland in my view, well I've only met him but he's a stunning man, yeah. he's so caring and like he then did, he they did a bone biopsy which if you've you never had one I hope you never will, oh, dear. they say that, uh, they, when someone said to me the, the patient will have some slight discomfort after it. And when I met Derek Power afterwards, the Derek changed that to the patient will have the fires of hell pain coming out of his back. <laughs> you haven't lost your sense of humour anyway. <laughs> oh, God, no. When I've lost that, I'll die. I'll be dead. So is it... But, is, uh, is it, a, is it yeah, he, sorry. Yeah. So, so he told me then, he sent me for a PET scan, which is this radioactive thing, because I'd had everything else. Uh, I had every, everything else scan you could find. Because they wanted to pinpoint the primaries so they did this PET scan and on Friday two weeks ago family met Derek Power and he told us that the PET scan that this my skeleton had lit up and that the cancer was in every bone and if you ever saw a load of concrete blocks or bricks being discarded out of the back of a truck when they tilted mm-hmm. That's what it felt like to me that I was that I was standing there and they just collapsed on top of me, and it's been really hard to. I see my third battle with it. You see, my third. I, I started in 2015 yeah. with a very unusual cancer. And it was again, and now it's again. So it, but this time I'm, this time I'm going to lose. I know that, um, and but it took me lot longer this time to come around to yeah. to sorting it because I would be try to keep a positive attitude. I would try to keep a, a, um, I would try to understand it and I would try to uh, try not to let it be my life and it's at long last just taking the best part of 10 days, 2 weeks nearly to, to achieve that this time around but that's a long time and I've been cranky and odd and peculiar, and that's not how I am normally. Um, but I, I tell you this, I think you'd enjoy this. Um, the local parish priest called to see me, very nice, kind, decent man. And at the same time, a very good friend of mine called to see me who happens to be an undertaker. And we were chatting away for half an hour, and then when they decided to go, I said, do you do realise now what you're going to do to the community? And they said, what? They're going to think that Galvin is shagged altogether because <laughs> he's the undertaker and the parish priest in the house to get. 
making arrangements. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, so is it would, so, would it? would it be would it be fair to say that you were saying goodbye to a lot more than the parish, or you were saying goodbye to a lot more and welcoming retirement? Are you saying no, you are? Saying, are you wearing, nearing the end? I was saying goodbye to the parish. I was saying goodbye to. Uh, uh, to to an awful lot more than that, you know. Um, I know the, I know I haven't asked for the prognosis, nor am I going to. But I'm not a fool, and I know from Derry Power's attitude, and I know from the way he he's he's helped me, uh, and he has been very clear. He has used the word incurable several times, and I know from. From looking at him, I'm talking to my GP that um, that this is one form of a battle that I'm not going to win. Um, in other words, it's going to kill me. The end will be the end, and I know that. And that's what I'm trying to come to terms with. And and str- the strangest the strangest part of all this for me is that my faith in in a loving Jesus is actually stronger than ever before mm. and um, someone did say to me at some stage you know it's terrible why you and Don and me why not yeah why anyone why not me yeah. why why anyone and that I don't I'm, not, I'm trying to avoid going down I have avoided completely that role why not me why me why not me I, why not me to me that's sorry but, you do, no but, that. but I think you did have the fear the anger the resentment the self-pity and you replaced oh, yeah. it you've replaced them you said with hope and with love I have replaced them with hope and with love and I have found I have found with and I say one of the blessings of the pandemic for me has been I've had the time to process a lot a lot of the stuff and get it you know think it out and uh, there's a, a piece by John O'Donoghue the, he used to be a, you know I'm sure you've heard of him he was the author of Anamkar here's a piece uh, written in one of his books that I picked up and read and the advice of somebody and it tells you it says ask the illness what it wants from you what is it what, what should you do with it why is it with you where is it going and I thought yeah that's a lot of bull and, but after about the fifth reading of it I said it's actually not it's true so I set about doing things like repairing broken relationships that I had broken and asking for, for forgiveness and apologizing. Did for, you get it? I got it from three out of four. Yeah. Um, but yeah. simple things like that, I have found they they give me what I'm looking for, yeah. what I need. And I'm not afraid anymore. I was uh, just going to ask you, is there no fear whatsoever? Not oh, there's fear. I well, sorry, no, there's no fear. Actually, there's no fear. It's a sadness to be leaving my family and friends behind me. You know when that will come, but that's everybody's in the canoe. Uh, but I'm not afraid. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not afraid at all of death. It is. It's um, for you. There's another for something. you and many. There's another chapter awaiting, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. Well, for me, there is. Yeah. Uh, I was actually asked yesterday by or the day before yesterday by a really dear friend of mine and skills she's a church of Ireland director fantastic lady she said she asked me the question about you know about god and heaven and the future and i said yeah i'm fine with it i'm i be, you know I, I believe number one and number two uh, i hope that god's mercy will be mine and i believe that 100 percent. and have you any because, idea where you where you what it will be like 
you should answer that no, question. No, I'm just, I mean, in your mind, in your head, you know, in Gerald in Galvin's like mind, what, what do you think it will be? It'll be a place without pain. It's the first thing. Oh, um, place where I can sleep. <laughs> no, to me, it's, a, it's not about place. It's about love. Um, that's, to me, what heaven is about. And that's why I believe very, strangely enough, I believe in purgatory, you know, that there's a preparation. Because I don't know how to love without, I don't know how to love completely. Unconditional love is something I can, I haven't yet grasped fully. And to be part of heaven, to be part of God, my belief is that I have to have that. That has to be part of me. So in, in spite I of 40 years in the church, doing as much good <laughs> yeah. as you did, you feel Go that you're, you're still not 100% worthy? Absolutely not. Right. I have a long way to go. I have a long way to go. And I, I'm, I'm, again, that's one of the things I'm really, I'm missing very much, is that, that support of a parish. You know, the child is read by villages. That I think that's something like that saying. Well, for for me as a priest, it was the parish that kept me going, and yeah, yeah. and uh, the kinds of people down Winterfire was amazing. Uh, is ama- it was is amazing to me, and I know that um, there's a, a prayer said for me every single day. In fact, I told Eric Power at the last at the family meeting where he told me the. The, the, the disastrous news I said at the university you know you're causing environmental havoc and he looked at me as if like he, it's in his brain now as well <laughs> and uh, he said what do you mean Jared I said there are so many candles so much grease being lit on my behalf down at Westcock it was all your fault <laughs> and even more after you went online with the video I can tell <laughs> exactly. you and exactly but it, the video has been <laughs> sorry, I you I cut across you there. Sorry, no, you were no, going to say. Fine. I was just curious. Will you stay um, where you are, or will you go? Will you go back to Timaleague? I'm wondering. I'm 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 in Timaleague. I, I, I always haven't been in Doris now for a long time. I know. I know. Okay. I you see when 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 the my first round with cancer, I had a really bad time. I got infections. I had a I came. To, I literally did come within ten or fifteen seconds of death. Uh, it was a horrendous time, and this time round and the last time round, Derek Parr said, "You have to be ruthlessly careful." And I said, "What does that mean?" He said, "You take no risk with anybody. If somebody's coughing or grunting or moaning, keep them away. Don't go near them." I so I—that's one of the reasons I'm here at home in Timaleague. The house is fine; it's comfortable. It was our family home; it still is our family home, but. Um, there are no steps in it. It's a bungalow, so yeah. there's no dangers or hazards for me. And and I will stop. I have already told one person that decided that they can't come into the house because I couldn't take the chance. I know, I know. I know. I'm, I'm actually starting chemo tomorrow again, and and like that'll be a complete. That's I'm very vulnerable when extremely vulnerable when I can get in chemo and I know that and is that because you want to extend your time I think you mentioned that it, you, you say it is incurable but is that to give you more time on, with your family with friends with nature with life I suppose it is really you've asked a very pertinent question um, and yeah of course I, I want to stay with my family and friends but if the Lord calls me tomorrow morning then that's okay too but obviously I want to contain it insofar as it can be contained for a while yeah. um, and it isn't that I have things I want to do when I have 78 pages of my book written it's going to be vicious but um, I <laughs> publish, it, publish it after you're gone then <laughs> uh, oh yeah exactly <laughs> walking in circles as it's called 
no, it's it's I, I yeah, obviously I I to like everybody, every human being, you know, I, I most humans that I know, all of them actually just want to live another day. And if I don't live another day, well, then I don't live another day. That's not my call. And, but today has been a lovely day. And you've been very, very honest. It has been a wonderful day. It has, in, in the sense that it, the, the sun is shining and you're still amongst us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. And my sister and I was here this morning and she brought over the dog and Henry's a small horse. Is the size, he's huge. And I got a chance to say hello to him and he knocked a few things, but that's okay. I care less. And... You, but it's a lovely day, and as you say, the sun is shining. Um, I can get up. Well, I do have a walking frame now, and I have a whole lot of things to help me in the shower and the kitchen. Yeah, of course, things you need. But it's, that's okay. But I, and I've learned, I suppose what I've learned, one of the great lessons I've learned is about dependence and independence, that I am now dependent. I was totally independent all my life. Now I'm dependent on people to shower me, to help me get dressed to put on pain patches on my shoulders and on my side to do all of those anything I you know to do all those basic things that I took for granted independent enough to do now I depend on people and I've learned that dependency is is great is grand it's like a, it's like a circle of life isn't it you're almost describing childhood again really yeah well, it is, I suppose, in a sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It and, is, I, and, uh, I also, it's, yeah. and I also what? think that there's a lot of people who are listening to this now who have their own pain or their own illness or their own mental or physical struggles, and they, I hope, will take a lot of comfort um, and peace from what you're saying. I, I really believe that. Well, I hope they do too. And don't be hard on yourself, and is my advice. Another thing that drives me to the loopy bin is when you get 15 messages one after the other on the phone or something. Be strong. Be positive. If I hear the word positivity again, I swear I'll scream. <laughs> I'm like, I want, I am positive. I'm very positive about all of this. What would you prefer people and to say, Father Jar? Just, you know, hang in there, Jar. Or, you know, we're there for you if you want to. If you can do anything, help you. You know, and I, I, I know it is a kind of a, it's a good, you, you, you're asking too many pertinent questions. I don't like you anymore. Okay. <laughs> well, but, you know, but one of the questions, uh, the, the other question is, how are you? Kind of looking at them thinking, uh, hello. Uh, <laughs> but one of, a friend of mine decided he would deal with that for me at one stage. I was telling him how much I hated. So he sent me a text following day saying do you realise Jerry that the mortality rate for humanity is 100% <laughs> there are no hitches on a hearse and he said finally life is a dead ginger enjoy <laughs> he's a charming friend isn't he <laughs> i tell you something uh, some I'm, ver I'm very sorry I missed your sermons because I'm quite sure I'd have listened to every single word of them <laughs> well, they're not too bad they weren't too bad I suppose all right, but, but, all, I, but I do that I still do that on a Sunday I still send out the thing on a Sunday to my about 50 people and it's very oh, it's, it, it's it's reflection it's on the scriptures always but it keeps me challenged and uh, keeps me going and um, it's a great help to you know and, and I can't say any more than that I know I know well listen I hope I, I didn't tear, uh, t tire you out I don't know whether we'll ever get a chance I oh, hope we did, get <laughs> I hope we get a chance to talk again in the future uh, because I think there's uh, a, like, likewise there's a lot said but more to say but can I can I just yeah. wish you all the best for now anyway 
Thank you very much indeed. I appreciate that. And wish you the very best of luck on the rest of the journey. Um, Just before I let you go, when you you spoke about the selfishness of being a priest in the sense that you had nobody to look after except yourself, and and that was a positive thing at the time, of course, as you're saying. You mentioned that you could turn your music up as loud as you wanted. When you turn the music up, what, what, what what are you listening to? At the moment, I'm listening to kind of solemn. Well, not solemn. I, I love Celine Dion. I love <laughs> Keon Warwick. I love women, powerful female voices. That's what I really love. So if I was to play one or the other for you, which would you like? Oh, which song would I like? Yeah. Um, a song by Celine Dion called... Uh, oh, God, of course, I can't think of it now. Call the Man. Call the man. Let's play it for you, Call Jared. the man. Let's play it for you. Thank it. you very much indeed. All the best. God bless for now. Thank you. God, and you too, Lane. And thank you for, for your time and for the clarity of your questions. It was my, it was my pleasure, I can tell you. I'm honoured. Thank you. Celine Dion with... Call the man who deals in love beyond compare. Call the man he's needed here. Um, I think it's fair to say on behalf of us all, Jer, you're the man. You're the man. Um, and I was just blown away by his honesty. Um, and I loved my chat with Father Jer. I really absolutely loved it. A truly lovely, lovely man. And I wish him, on behalf of all of us, uh, sincerest best wishes on the next leg of his life journey. A new course of chemo begins today uh, to prolong his time amongst his friends and family. And we wish him all of the best of luck on the next leg of his journey. Um, you can text 0868104106. Back after the break. Text The Neil Prenderville Show now. 0868104106. Red FM. And I was just thinking, actually, when, when Celine Dion was playing, I mean, that's a, that's a power ballad. It's a big, big, big song. Uh, and I can understand why Father Joe would have to turn it up. I mean, you can't listen to a song like that low. You got to blare it up loud, uh, Celine Dion. And you're the man. Text 0868104106. I see some lovely texts coming in. Uh, I hope that he's listening. Um, if not, I'd say he's very tech savvy and probably will listen to the podcast or a recording of it because people are saying kind things. Listening to Father Jared, uh, and I've also seen the video. His diagnosis may be the end of perhaps his mortal life, but his amazing good life will be his legacy. His goodbye and openness will help someone else, or perhaps help many more. Ride on and ride high. Uh, oh my God, I'm in tears here after Fa- Father Jared's interview. What an inspirational man. Great interview, X. Morning, Neil. I live on Sheep's Head Peninsula, and Father G was a maverick. Uh, we loved him. He shot from the hip and called it as it was. Yeah, he was grumpy sometimes, weren't we all? But I really, aren't we all? But I really enjoyed his sermons when I would go to Mass. I'm not a full-time mass goer, but he respected that. Um, all were welcome, regardless. He's a legend. Thank you for that. That's an unsigned text, but it's beautiful. Caroline says, what a lovely, lovely man. I could listen to him all day. And his choice of song was so beautiful. Wishing him the very best. I will pray for him, says Caroline. Well done, Neil. Lovely interview with Father Jar. What an inspirational, absolutely amazing man. Thank you uh, for having Jared Galvin on the air. Jared was a priest at my secondary school in Skibbereen. And I absolutely had so much time for him and had no time for the church. He was brilliant with us. He showed us it was okay to stand up for yourself. And just walking the corridors earlier, chatting with Lana O'Connor, 
just ahead of uh, you know my chat with with Father George, she was saying that he was the parish priest down in in Passage for a period of time and was well loved by everybody and great to get a lift off. Uh, lovely, lovely guy, she said. Wow, fair play, lovely interview with Father Jar, and to finish with Celine Dion bawling. The very best of luck to him. Don't you think we need more priests like him to keep the church going? Hopefully his legacy will live on. Bravo, Father Jar. He ain't finished yet, guys. Uh, stop, please. This Celine Dion is absolutely killing me, bawling. Uh, God love Father Jar. He sounds absolutely lovely. Oh, there's loads of them. Father Jar is wonderful to listen to. Don't know the man, but he's inspirational to listen to. I hope he doesn't suffer too much. God bless him. Gertie O'Driscoll called, wanted to wish Father Jar well. Father Jar said mine and my husband's wedding mass in 2017. Uh, he is a true gent, and we're sending him so much love, says Jessica and Mark Tobin. Simply beautiful listening to Father Galvin. He's a wonderful man. I will pray for you. Please continue to pray for us, says Magella. And a final one for now. Uh, heartbreaking listening to Father Jar. I've just lit a candle for him. Life is so cruel sometimes. Keep those texts coming. Text 0868104106. You know, you talk about being honest and being open. And his own interpretation of Christianity and love and God and religion and the church. Um, and his take on, on Catholicism, which of course is, is personal to him. It reminded me just very quickly of Father Pat McCarthy, the parish priest of Ardfield in Rathbury. He's retiring in the coming weeks and perhaps it's at retirement that priests can open up that little bit more about their journey or their interpretation of, say, religion going forward. He was 50 years in the priesthood. And I read an article in, forgive me, I, I don't, I'm not sure, I only have a, a photocopy of it now, so I don't know where the actual article appeared. I, I will find out. But he said, to me, for the church to survive going forward, there are two options. He said, one is to bring in priests from abroad and the other is to ordain married men. I would favor that option, ordain married men. To me, that makes a lot of sense. The next step, of course, would be the ordination of women. You'd always get people who are, who are opposed to change, but we should do it because it's the right thing to do. And that's Father Pat McCarthy the parish priest of Ardfield and Rathbury. Text 0868104106. I'll continue to read those texts out and uh, lots more to do between now and midday. Jennifer Clark will play us out live in studio just before uh, midday today. Something nice to look forward to musically. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. The article I referred to there with Father Pat McCarthy at Ardfield and Rathbury talking about ordaining married married men into the priesthood was in the Southern Star. Happy to uh, just bring you up to date on that. Good newspaper, the Southern Star. Oak Fire Pizza have given us more pizzas to give away today for the day that's in it. Free Food Friday. So text who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. And I'll do another blast of shout-outs in about 10 minutes time. We'll have uh, three winners, four pizzas each, and some sides. Uh, but um, earlier in the week, we were talking, and indeed over the last few months, really, on and off, Wally the Walrus, because he's been all over Europe at this stage, and currently is residing down in West Cork. And earlier in the week, down Clonway, I was talking to Michael Scully. He has Cork Distillery down there. They do fabulous gins, and they're laying down whiskies and things like that. But he also has a boat, and he was happy enough for the time, Michael, to have Wally rest in his boat. He rejoins me by phone. Michael, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm well. Has there been an update? 
<laughs> Unfortunately, there has, yeah. We uh, we kept the boat out in the water, and Wally would have been moving in and out of the boat on four or five different occasions, and you said we'd we'd be very civic-spirited and we'd leave the boat there um, as long as it was required so that he could rest and recuperate before he continues on his journey. So, um, unfortunately, yesterday afternoon, he decided to come back into the boat again, and whatever he did, he must have brought some extra water in on one side, and then when he decided to leave it, the boat became unstable. And as he slid off on the other side, we could watch it happening. He actually flipped the boat upside down and... Um, and uh, and then and, um, basically um, ended his possibility of staying any longer in our boat. And um, eventually we got it in last night, late last night. So it's um, it's okay. We're, we're glad that Wally is safe and that he's absolutely going ahead on his way. Yeah. Now. At least it didn't sink, Michael. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a big white boat, and and for that reason we were very comfortable that we wouldn't have a problem with him, but. Um, He's obviously heavier is and... Um, oh, well, is he and, a ton uh, weight? He must oh, be a ton or more, is he? Yeah, I, I think the um, the well, the, the uh, Seal Ireland reckon that he's about 800 kilos, which is pretty heavy. Now, Seal Watch Ireland actually want a platform for him installed. Is that right? Did I read that? So he could rest that's on That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. And my understanding is that they are working on that today to put a, put a platform out. Obviously, all the boats at this stage have been taken out and uh, he still needs somewhere to rest. So um, I understand that um, people have donated bits and pieces for the platform and that they are working on putting something together okay. there to, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. to allow him to... Um, you don't to, regret um, your generosity or civic spirit with regards to allowing him to keep their arrest there? Look, there's no point in going through life having regrets. It's um, we're, we're, look, we're very glad that we could do our bit for our time and uh, nobody was hurt or injured. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So you, we, you, we just move on from that. We'll, you're we'll joining an ever increasing. What? <laughs> we'll find another boat to harvest our rock sandfire for the gin. <laughs> that's, <not laughs> that gives it, that's what gives it its unique flavor. The yeah, rock exactly, sandfire. Exactly. Yeah, well, you're joining an illustrious group of wrecked boats <laughs> and ribs. <laughs> yeah. It's a group I prefer not to be in, I, but, um, <laughs> but, it's, um, but it's okay. It, it, it can be fixed, I so know, we'll, we'll get over that. Yeah. So, uh, where's he now? Is there sight of him still? He was there yesterday evening, but my guess is he's probably moved on at this stage because he would have had nowhere to rest. And uh, um, so, um, I haven't heard any updates today. <laughs> There'll be people pulling boats all along the west coast to Cork and the south coast to Kerry in the coming hours. Yeah, <laughs> I think they could be. I think they could be because... Um, yeah, I, I, we really didn't think that he would flip the sport, but he, he managed to do it. And the poor guy, he doesn't realize the trail of destruction he's leaving behind. He thinks he's having a great summer holiday. He hasn't a clue. He thinks, he thinks the boats are invading his neighborhood rather than the other way around. He's a bit of a tourist attraction, isn't he? He, he is, yeah. But um, well, the other thing is that um, you know, Seal, Seal Watch Ireland, they're, they're very um, careful about um, warning people not to get too close to yeah, him because... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not for his betterment. So, but he is a true tourist attraction, and it certainly is a it's a big news story. Okay. It's um, it's one of those summer stories. You sure. bet. We'll f- continue to follow the antics of Wally the Walrus. Have a great weekend, Michael. Thanks for the update. Hope the bo- I hope the boat will dry out and the engine will be okay, and you'll be back on the water again. No, we'll get there. Thanks, Neil. Cheers, Cheers, pal. Take care. Michael Scully from Cork Distillery and Clonic Guilty. Back after the break. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM.
FM. Second blast to Free Food Friday shoutouts, and I'll do a third just before midday. You will get for yourself uh, four pizzas each, the large ones, and two sides to go with them, and you can redeem them then. I'll give you the vouchers. You can get the pizzas in Douglas, Clonakilty, Bandon, Princess Street, or Galabi Street. So, morning to all of the staff at Mark Murphy Motors and the Woollen Mills in Douglas, to Riverview Vets in Carrigaline who are listening, Cork Distribution in Little Island, Countrywide Drains in Dripsier, Hungary, and listening as well, Ladbrokes in Mayfield, Euro Car Parts in Ducloin. Morning, George. To everybody at the River Lane Bar and Social Club in Blarney Street, ESI Technologies in Dunkettle. Morning, Sandra. Barter's Travelnet in Bandon. Uh, everybody at the Cope Foundation in Wilton. A lovely treat for the staff and clients. Uh, currently on the way to photo with the family. We'd love pizza. Brothers of Charity staff for the Holistic Daycare Service. The Gardaí and Ballancolic Station would love pizza, please. There's just, they're just starting their working week. Everybody at Chair Artistry of Hair on George's Key. Morning, Stephen, Carlos, Lee and Orla. Bridgewater Homes in Black Rock and Ryan's Renovations working hard in Claro, massive fans of the show so keep your text coming, we'll do one more blast of shout outs, text 0868104106, you can also WhatsApp and we'll do those and pick the winners just before midday, I'm absolutely devastated for Tina have a listen to this, Tina good morning good morning Nate. oh my god, the worst of news what happened, talk us through it um, my daughter's hen, um, Stacey, uh, today in the Magaluf, and I got my Randox test on Wednesday at 2 o'clock. You went for a PCR test Wednesday at 2 o'clock, paid your 69 yeah. euro, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and they, they knew that it was a hen, I told them, will it be back now, because you know, you'll be panicking, like, so, um... She said it'd be, it'd be back, and I was checking it during the night, and there was nothing came through. You get it within so, if you get, if you got the PCR test at two o'clock on Wednesday, you would have it no yeah. later than midnight Thursday. Yeah, they, all the girls got theirs back yesterday. I didn't get mine back, so I I was still thinking it would come through. So I, I contacted Brenda then this morning, and I was telling I was just I told her, and um, I still went to the airport, Neil. Okay, so you went to the gone. airport. Was it this morning? Yeah, I went to the airport with the girls, like the bus collected us and um, they were trying to get me a a test in the airport but the the next available one was at time to 11 and it was too late. What time was the flight at? Uh, Five past 11. And all the girls got on the flight? They did. Uh, My my daughter was heartbroken. She nearly missed the flight because she came back out of the airport hoping he kissed me and crying. Oh my God, that must have been an awful yeah, experience for you to go through. I'm going home now with the mother of the bride t-shirt on me. Have you? T- oh God, Tina. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. And they're all yeah. gone off to Megaloof without you? They're all gone off now. Yeah. You have to get out there. Well, how long are they going I for? Can't. They'll be back Monday. Oh no. Now, oh. now, do you think they took your email down wrong? It was on the package and she kept, she went over with me and it was the right email, Nate. So okay, now, have you checked your spam folder? I did, the junk mail I did. I sent it to Brenda. I uh, screenshot it and sent it to Because I know Brenda of people who got there. PCR tests and they were like you, never checked their spam, went into the spam and there it was. No, not there. Now, Brenda's been, Brenda's been ringing no response, no answer. She's been emailing yeah. them this morning. No response, no I answer, know, nothing. Too. Yeah, I did as well. 
I was on for 20 minutes, Neil, on the way to the airport, and I just hung up then on hold. Something went very badly wrong because it's very yeah. automated. You know, you get it yeah. before midnight the next day. Yeah. And even the girl that took the test, like she was saying, you must be all excited now. She said the girls were just in before you. And I said, I know. Like there was only a half an hour of a difference with us all. So. And they, all of the other girls on the hen went at the same time as you? Yeah, all around the same time, yeah. Tina, Tina, Tina. There's a flight tonight at 10 to 8 out of Dublin. <laughs> I couldn't on my own. I couldn't, Neil. Why? No, I just couldn't. Are you a nervous flyer? I am a bit, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I just want to be with the girls. I need to having a great time, you know, Oh, no. I remember, I remember some a couple of years back, and it's one of the reasons why I love to fly United Airlines. We went, we were going to New York, and um, my my wife there was an issue with her ESTA. You know, it's a special pass that you need to get into America. She didn't have it when we queued up and went to the desk and everything, and they were told, "No, this is wrong." The three of us got got on the flight to New York, and she was left behind. <laughs> It was off. It was off. Now, she got a flight about two hours later. United sorted everything. No charge, nothing. Fraser got got her on a plane to Washington and another plane. But it was just that feeling at the airport, leaving someone behind. (laughs) I know. I know. It was heartbreaking. My daughter, like my, she's my eldest daughter. And it was just heartbreaking, you know, separating from her in the airport, so. There's a flight, um, there's a Ryanair flight in an hour and ten minutes out of Cork. Could you not get someone to go with you if you could get the PCR now or in the next... You know, or maybe you could buddy up with someone on the flight who could look after you. <laughs> I don't know, Neil. Just say to someone, I'm a nervous flyer, can I can I chat to you? I don't know. You know, We could get on to Kevin Colnan at Cork Airport, they might make it work. I'm on about to test, Neil. I know, but if we can get the any any, I mean, I can talk to I can talk to the lads again here and see if could somebody drive up there to Silver Springs? Yeah, I was going to go there now myself, but I, I still wouldn't make the flight. Then Neil, I'd say, do you know, I don't know. Well, I'm just thinking out loud here. Twenty-two minutes past eleven. If we could just get the PCR test sorted in the next 10 or 15 minutes, get you to the airport, get on to Kevin Colnan, head of marketing at Cork Airport, see if we can get you on the plane. <laughs> will we try? Where will I get the test? Will I go down to Silver Spring? Or will I go to the airport there, again? Yeah. I don't know, is there even somebody listening who's near Silver Springs <laughs> right now or, or we could I, t- I could get Seamus Whelan to get to Randox and Silver Springs within the next 15 minutes where are you? I'm near Maham Point now ok well, l- l- let's get Seamus to Randox and Silver Springs let's get you to the airport let's get on to Kevin Cullinan which is happening this second as I'm speaking Emer's on the phone to him and let's see what we can do in the next hour and ten minutes, all right? Okay, will I head back to the airport, Sonny? Don't, just 
stay on hold there. I'll put you back to okay. Brenda, and then Thanks we'll very and, much. and we'll see if we can get you on that plane, and we'll see if Seamus Thanks can get there. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. hang in there. We'll see if we Seamus will get uh, to Randox at Silver Springs, and see if we can just get that sorted. It could be just done with the push of a button. I'll come back to this before midday. Hopefully, we'll get it across the line. We're on it. There's three different people on it right now. Did you want to jump in there? Be my guest because I know you've been Please. frantic on the phone. Yeah, uh, Kevin Colnan is on annual leave until the 16th. Can someone at Cork Airport give us a call at 1850-104-106 because I can't get through on the 4313131. This is our mission, Neil. It's it's Friday the 13th. And Unfortunately, we'll sure. it goes to an answering machine, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and Kevin's on holidays. He'd be he's a dinger usually. He'd answer like so, but I can't get onto the airport. Would somebody please from Cork Airport? Thanks for that. Back after the break. The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 1850-104-106. Okay, um, what time is that flight at? Is it 20 past 12? The Ryanair flight to uh, Magaluf, uh, 20 past 12. Connor Phelan has Phelan's Pharmacy on the Kinsale Road. I know it well. Connor, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? You can get an antigen test done. And how quickly can you get the result to her? Well, the result, we'll, we can email it to her as she's on her way up to the airport. We'll have it after 15 minutes for okay. her. Okay, so if she, because so she's she on her... pop into us, get an antigen test and head straight to the airport and we'll email the result. Do you think it's possible to get her on a flight in less than an hour? I don't know how the airports and airlines work, unfortunately, but certainly from our side of us, we'd have her in an hour and 10 minutes. Okay, so let's, I've also got a guy at Silver Springs at the moment, just checking with Randox as to what the story is with her test. Um, so I'm, I'm going to allow him to proceed with that. And if that happens well and good, she can get the email of the PCR test. But if I send her to you, because she's on her way, she'll be passing your way. Will you do That's that fine. test? We'll do it immediately for her, yes. Okay, yes. and do the test and then she can continue on to the airport and you can then email the result. The test result to her and the digital travel cert that she needs to travel. So well, she doesn't need the, 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 the one with the QR code we'll give her that she can use for travel. Fan- so we'll email that to her within 15 minutes. Okay, fantastic. Result, yes. Okay, fantastic. The clock is on. I wish I, had, I wish I had more time, but I can only deal with the time that we have. Okay, Connor, let's get that done either way. If Randox comes through, that's fine too. But let's get her over to you, get that test done and send her to the airport. Let's do that. Okay. All right. Okay, Thanks so much, place. Connor, as always. Oh. Cheers. Fair play to you. at the end of the phone. So she's going to... Is, is Brenna going to make that happen? Is, is she going to con- divert so to Feelings? She's on her way back, yes, yeah, so she can go to Feelings or if Randox, if we can get I've Randox on the line there, I'm just waiting to She's get She's actually on the line there, Noggin, Neil, just Feelings let me check on the line as well. The problem we have now is Cork Airport six. and getting the flight booked for her because the flight is at 12.20. Has anybody checked availability on the 20 past 12 with, with Ryanair? I think it's uh, one second there now. Um, I think... <laughs> I know, I know, but at least she's moving anyway yeah, in the right exactly, direction. She's yeah. on line six there and she's on. Um, Look, I'm just going to check in with Rand upstairs. Tina. Hi, Neil. Are you mobile? Are you all right? I am. You upset? I am. But are you actually traveling now, moving in a car? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So do you know where Feelings Pharmacy is on the Kinsale Road? Kinsale Road's roundabout Feelings, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's on yeah. The, yeah. You need to get there now. Connor Phelan is waiting for you. He'll give you okay. a test. You leave your email address. Yeah, the mic is open if you wanted to jump in, Brenda. He'll do the test. You go to the airport. We're checking the availability of flights on the Ryanair flight. Just hold on a second. Well, it's coming up there, Noni. It's ninety-seven, ninety-nine. Uh, yours coming. It's it's. 
you can only fi- purchase it at the airport or calling the call centre I'll ring the call centre there and explain it to them I'm just going to tell them to hold the plane to be honest <laughs> <laughs> I am I am I'm going to say hold that thing there now there's a place on the plane there's a place on the plane but you can't book it online but I'm going to ring them now and I'm going to tell them hold that plane you can't yeah. book it online you can't book it online you have to ring the, the call centre yeah. or you book it at the airport so you will you will yeah can we do can we help we're going to try to do that there now okay alright so you you should be able to buy the ticket have you the money for the ticket I have the I have my card name my okay. bank card okay and I have money yeah I have money with me as well so you, apparently you will be able to buy a, Brenda's on it now you will be able to buy a Ryanair ticket at the airport they're telling me okay but you're moving all of the time as we speak towards feelings in the Kinsale Road are you yeah feelings towards Kinsale Road yeah do you know where it is it's on the same side of the road as Harvey Norman's same side of the road as Harvey Norman, okay. Where are you approaching it from? Are you on the link or where are you? The link, yeah. Okay, so you obviously come off that, go around the roundabout, take the first exit as if you're going for the Tremor Road. Okay. Right? And on your left-hand side, on your left-hand side, there are, there are businesses and shops, factory carpets is there, there's a pet shop there, and next to the pet shop, there's Phelan's Pharmacy. Okay, Neil, thanks. So you go in there, He'll, j- he'll stick it up your nose, won't hurt, go straight to the airport and he'll email the result, okay? You'll have it in 15 minutes. Okay, thanks very okay. much, Neil. So, no walking now. You need to run on this one, okay? Okay, thanks. Okay, don't be upset. We'll, do our, so best. Much, we'll do our best to make this happen. And Brent, Brenda's on to the airport. And just stay in touch, all right? Even stay on the phone for now. I'll put you back to Brenda, okay? Okay, thanks. All right, take care for now. We'll talk again in a few minutes' time, Tina. Okay. All right, I'll leave, I'll leave you guys working on that. Emer's working on it. Uh, Brenda's working on it. And Brenda is hopefully talking to somebody at the airport, hopefully somebody in Ryanair. You don't know the pilot, do you? You know the way you have a thing for men in uniform? Or maybe it's a female pilot. I don't know. Maybe you could call the pilot or text the pilot, tell him, hold the plane. Anyway, we'll come back to that. We have a little bit more time. Lines open at one 850 Somebody else has an issue, actually. Maybe I might be able to help you in this. There's some way you could help, please. I'm traveling to Spain at the end of the month and my COVID certificate doesn't match my full name on my passport. After updating the name on the COVID portal two weeks ago, still no sign of the new cert coming through. It's saying it's being processed. I can't get through to the contact helpline. I'm on hold for hours. I've emailed Aer Lingus to see what they say. Heard nothing from them either. So I just need to know if I can travel, even if the name is not exactly the same on the passport and the COVID cert. I don't know how far off the names are. I mean, if it's a letter off, I mean, if it were me, I'd say you'd be fine and to travel. Um, I mean, I'm the same as you. They spelt my first name wrong and my second name wrong. Got back onto them on the phone, waiting hours and hours, and spelt out my correct name. They sent me a new cert. This time, they spelt my surname right and my Christian name wrong. So I then went onto the COVID portal like you, COVID portal like you, four or five days ago, made the change online. I've got nothing back. So you're waiting a lot longer than me, two weeks. If you want to be absolutely sure, right? A few days, maybe a couple of days before your flight. <laughs> Here I am saying go and get a PCR test. But you don't, you won't need the COVID cert if you get a 69 year old, 69 euro, um, PCR test at Randox. That will get you on the flight. Other than that, you could take the cert you have and chance your arm with a misspelled name. 
but you certainly will get the flight, but it might, it might mean that you'll have to get a PCR test um, instead of the COVID cert, you know, the QR code, but you still have time. So I hope that helps. Um, I haven't heard of that happening with regards to Randox in the past. I heard that they were very, very, very efficient, and I'm quite sure they are. There must be some reason for it, but we have somebody at the uh, Randox, um, and I'm just hearing in my ear now that Randox are on it, and they are now just about to email the uh, cert and the QR code to Tina. So that will be on her phone. So at this stage, if they're saying they'll do that, she should go straight to the airport. Yeah, yeah would you agree? She with needs me? to get to the airport. I'm just on to Randox here. They're literally sending it as we speak. Um, Is she still on hold, do we know? Yes, yeah, she's Tina's on, on six there. Yeah, okay. Tina. Jesus. <laughs> Tina. All in a day's work, girl. All in a day's work. <laughs> 25 I to 12. I need to get her flight booked. You <laughs> need to stop the plane. You can't book it on a phone. No, you can't book that I flight. can't. No. Anyone at Cork Airport, give us a call. I'm Just after texting and ringing Neil McCarthy as well. Told him it's urgent. I've so Neil, Kevin if you're listening, we need to get if you're on, on your break, plane. finish up. Answer your phone. We need to get Tina on the flight to our daughter's hen in Magaluf if we do nothing else today. Tina? Oh, she's, she's on sick. Hold on one second there. No, it's okay. I'm going to come back in a few minutes' time. We still have time. Let me, let me, will, will I move on for now, I think, and come back to you in a few minutes' time? No. Someone bring us in there. Something. Come the nurse. All right, okay. Um, a song. That's interesting. I think this... What anniversary is it? No, I, I tell, I'll go back to calls. I'm going to have some music in a few minutes from, uh, uh, from uh, Jennifer Clark. But meanwhile, Gerardine... So, oh, hello. I, I, I'm sweating I, for that one. I know, and you know why I'm saying hello? I don't even know how much of this conversation I'll be able to have with you, but I didn't want to leave you holding. You have been for no, 15 I, minutes. I'm sweating for the woman. Do you think it'll work? Oh, it will. I, if a similar thing worked for us, and we got there in the end. How close there. to the flight taking off were you? They were um, about 10 minutes, and they had to, they were in Shannon, they had to come home to Cork from Shannon to get new passport back down to Shannon and they made it Aer Lingus made it for them oh it was unreal unreal <laughs> I better I better say only nice things about Ryanair because you know what they can be like <laughs> no they'll make it I bet you they'll make will it. they let her on the plane <laughs> the flight is in uh, 43 minutes. She hasn't even got a ticket, Paul. We need to get her a feckin' ticket. Get her on that plane. She will. She will. Finger crossed. I know it's Friday the 13th, but it can go far, yeah, as well. Come here. Isn't it, isn't, hasn't it really worked out as Friday the 13th for Tina? No wonder she's oh so upset. Oh, my Lord almighty. I'd be sweating. I'd have a stroke if it happened to me. But if we can reverse her Friday the 13th misfortune, wouldn't it be a great thing? Well, sure, I can make a great story for grandchildren in it forever. <laughs> what were we going to chat about? Someone calling to doors and balancolic, is it? Oh, yes. Do you know now this woman, I, 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 Sunday while the, 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 the match was on, and uh, this woman, now she's, apparently she's around the village all the time, and she's in and around, and she's been doing this for years, and for it, and kind of put up with it. But she took it to a new level last Sunday and knocked at people's doors and during the hurling semi final. <laughs> God. Yeah. Well, I think it was nearly over, but it see it ran into extra time. Oh my end. god, so that was the best part of it. <laughs> oh, wasn't it just 
I don't know whether she knocked at my door or not because I wouldn't have heard her anyway with the screaming and the way. Um, but she 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 knocked at the door and she's an elderly woman and she pushed her way in and in she in the life of the poor woman and demanded money because her son had committed suicide and killed his two children. Did you ever hear anything like it in your life? Is it true? Not at all. She doesn't even have children. Is she unwell, though? No. Ah, uh, sure, she must brazen. be. She must brazen. Brazen. Brazen, um, not unwell. Brazen, no, and because her husband... All right, I don't want to know anything about anybody else except what you're going to tell me about what happened. I don't yeah, want to no, deviate from he, that at all. No, no, he... he all right, no, seriously, I honestly, I honestly don't. Don't even tell me anything about that? anybody okay. except what happened on Sunday. And But this uh, is happening a lot, is it? Looking for what? Money, is it? No. Yeah, stops people in the village and asks for money, hangs around the post office, people to collect money and asks them for money and always has a big story about dying belong to her or she has no money bill and, or her gas bill. And does she, and is she really in need though, I wonder? I mean, is any of it genuine that she just really has no money? No, I doubt it, but she's, she's, she's living in locally. And All right, okay. And do people give her money? Yeah, she... she, she uh, like, at the start, she caught people because people thought she was genuinely in trouble. But now people have cottoned on because you can't be looking for money for your ESP bill all the time. Like, this is going on a couple of years. I can't understand... We can't understand how the guards... The guards know about her, but they can't. They don't seem to be able to do anything. Maybe they think that she's vulnerable or unwell or might have issues, um, and and they just don't know maybe how to deal with it. Has, did did yeah. you say to the lads that she forced herself into the home of an elderly woman? An elderly woman, yeah, and and like she won't take no for an answer. No, you've no money, and then she forced her way to the woman's sitting room, and now this woman has um, is terrified. Terrified. She's not sleeping or anything. How did she get her out? Did she give her money? No, she had no money. Had no money. She, you know, people are see with the cars since the pandemic. Everyone's using cars. No, so we didn't. Like none of us. Less and less money around. Yeah. And was there an another? Yeah. Was there another incident going through somebody's window? She went to go in someone's window and like that. No, they were watching the match inside the window and they just kind of said, "What." What? Oh, I need to come in. I need money. I'd say she's unwell, Jardine. I really do. I really do. No. You know? No, I, I know. I know her. And you're saying no. that people in Ballancolig, please check on vulnerable people, people living alone. Let or, people know. Let people, let, let tell people about her so that they're not caught, you know, that, like that they know about her, that if they stop, they're yeah, you're breaking up on me there. Um, oh, um, yeah, and also call the guards, maybe? Yes, and if you have elderly people that are going shopping on their own, you know, people are okay. on their own or answer their door, that they know not to believe her stories and give her money. So you say, do not believe the pitiful stories? Yes, because okay. she doesn't have any children. Okay. And if she has, she must have buried about 50 at this stage. All right, girl. All right. Okay. Okay. Listen, okay, let that be a warning to Very people. Much. Thank you so much, Charity. That woman gets her. <laughs> Wouldn't it be wonderful? We could get her on okay. that aeroplane. Oh, my God. And has a great holiday with her daughter.
All right. Well, there's a couple of able dealers on it now, Emer and Brendan. If it can be done, we'll pull out all the stops to see. It will be. Um, if it were a train, we'd have no problem in the wide earthly world getting her on it. But an aeroplane is well, somewhat more complicated. But let's see. Got, if, we, if we were able to get two lads home from Shannon, get them passports, get them them a plane two hours late, three hours later... You'll get a run in Dublin. Let's see. All right. Listen, not a great line, but thank you so much. You know who is the final call in all these matters at the very end of the day? The pilot. The pilot has complete and utter control if we knew who was flying that plane at 20 past midday to Magaluf. Back after the break, text 0868104106. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now, 1850-104-106. Red FM. Okay, you're going to hear Jennifer Clark and Chris O'Hearn tuning up here, so don't worry about that. But uh, back for the latest update on the saga and Tina and the hen party to Magaluf. Uh, Emer. Yeah, so Tina is at the airport. <laughs> she's there. She just arrived at the door, yeah. She's about she, to go up to the Swissport desk. The airport are aware of the story. Do, they, do Swissport want pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Four pizzas, two sides? I don't know, but we're having some Do trouble Ryan on the Randock side of things now, just in terms of, we, we believe now that it's her mm. email address is the problem. They were sending it to the right address. So we're trying to get it sent to another address, but obviously there's um, various steps that need to be jumped yeah. through. And no, I'm just so stressed out. I really want her to get on the flight. Yeah, now. we're just really um, wanting her to go. Yeah. yeah. So you don't know the pilot I was asking? No, 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 I don't know him at all. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! I don't. No, no. no but Are you the cabin crew or? Well, no. We we Swissport the Swiss ports are all good. Nice, it's yeah. just the PCR. It's her email is the problem, and her friend that's with her. Um, like we're trying to get the email sent there, but there's a few issues and stuff like that. But she's hold on, I'll check with her there now. Tina, Tina, oh. where are you? We'll be all right. Give us an, a musical interlude with Jane, will you? Are you at the Swiss port? She's Neil. Are she's you? on six there. If you want her again, what, what am I going to say to her? I have no news for you, I'm Tina. Hello. At least you're in the airport. I am. Yeah. And at least Randocks are trying to send the cert to somebody's email. I just got a text from Swissport saying they'd love pizza. I'll give him pizza. Tell him no problem. Four pizza for Swissport if we can get him on this flight or get her on this flight. Can is there a problem with your email? I don't know, need because there there is was emails coming. Oh yeah, we got I got it. <laughs> My heart. I got my chest. <laughs> Would you? Okay, she's now got the email of the QR code test. Can you go? Are you at the Swissport desk? I'm with. I'm with. I'm here now. Need me. Okay, they'll so. get you. They will get. Pick it up, Brenda. What'll happen next? <laughs> they'll <laughs> just fly <laughs> to Copley, to which is now boarding. They will put Someone you on will that. Rush her through. Yeah. <laughs> they will put you on that flight, right? Yeah. I will send them four hot pizzas with sides as a thank you and you go and enjoy the hen and Magaluf. And anyone Thanks very much. Anyone who knows anyone on the flight, the Ryanair flight, please be nice to Tina and yeah. my because she doesn't like flying. Whoever's sitting next to her, hold her hand. Thanks so much. <laughs> and Thanks have a gin much. and tonic when you get on the flight. No, I don't drink meat. <laughs> Tina, drop us a message when you're on the, the plane, all right? I will. Thanks okay. very much. All right, all go right. on, go and do that, all right? And, we'll, and I'll talk right. to you for Magaluf on Monday, all right? Okay. All right. Thanks, <laughs> Neil. Bye. Anyway, I won't be here after 12, but I'm sure that Phil Burke will come back and update, will he? Perfect, yeah, yeah. Listen, well done, the two of you. Uh, <laughs> all in the day's work. <laughs> hopefully she'll, hopefully... Oh my God, let me get these microphones open. Jennifer Clark, you have no idea what's going on, do you? I haven't a clue, no. 
I don't even have time to tell you. This this woman's trying to get on. She couldn't get on the plane this morning to go on her daughter's uh, hen to Magaluf because she was waiting on a PCR test from her email, which never arrived. And oh, she told no. me about it at twenty past eleven, and uh, we managed to sort. <laughs> we managed to sort. You sorted it. it. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, it's a pleasure having you in. It's an honour having you in. But thank you for the super surprise of bringing Chris Ahern with you, Chris. <laughs> great to see you, man. You too. Great to Long see you, time. the great Chris Ahern. So two guitars and two ultra talented people. How have you been? Great, thank you. Um, absolutely flat out writing songs, uh, recording, and uh, I'm going to have a few, a single coming out probably in September, and then just more and more after that. And it's great to have you home for a while, isn't it? And because England's your home, is your base now, isn't it? Yeah, England's my base, um, but I'm I'm over here all the time. I mean, you know, pre-COVID, and hopefully now from here on. Hoping uh, with the family, Charlie and all the family are all good? Yeah, all good. Okay, yeah. so you were on Oliver Plunkett Street recently. Yeah. Um, what happened? Uh, okay, so Saturday I was out with my uh, cousin, my other half, and uh, her fiance. They're getting married tomorrow, actually. So, Congratulations! Uh, wedding shout out to Jane and Carolis. If they're going on a honeymoon, make sure they have all of their paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we kept passing up and down on Oliver Plunkett Street. This busker, who I've since found out is named Corey Power, um, and um, the lads were all go up and sing, go up and sing. And I was, we, you know, we were a few gins in. And <laughs> <laughs> so they went up anyway, asked him in. to call me up, which he did. And uh, so I went up and sang a Whitney, which is my karaoke go-to. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, the, the street was just hopping. And I brilliant. saw the video and TikTok has it. And yeah. 380,000 people have viewed it already. <laughs> I know, it's mental. My sister-in-law did it. I wasn't even on TikTok. I'm just, you know. You looked great. Thank you. Here's the 30 seconds of it. <laughs> You're actually quite impressed with yourself, I think. <laughs> it was so funny. And do you know what? It was so fun because obviously the bars and things have only opened recently. You know, everyone's looking for for a bit of fun, you know, a bit of freedom. And you know something? And it was it's, just that. It's great to see a video from the streets of Cork where people aren't baiting their heads off each other. <laughs> well, I don't know what it was like two hours after that. <laughs> All right, okay. Listen, you're here to perform, to earn your crust. What mm-hmm. are you going to do for us? So uh, one of my new songs is called Just For The Company. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll play that and that's what I'm going to be releasing as well shortly. Okay. Sometime what, in September maybe? Something? Yeah, I haven't picked a date yet, but probably late September. It'll be great to be gigging again, won't it? Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because like, just before you play it, Chris, jump in on this if you want. Like, they, they put together Magic Nights by the Lee, you know, the outdoor summer season that they great put together. Idea. Yeah. But you know when they launched those tickets, Yay Cork put the, put the, uh, put the announcement up on their webpage. And the tickets sold out in two hours. Wow. All of the gigs. That's great. So at least at least it's a start. And you got uh, the White Horse Guitar Club, John Spillane, Frank and Walters, uh, Stevie G, Classical and Pop, at places like the Glen River Park, Fitzgerald's Park, Ballinlock Park, all sold out in two hours. There's 
people are desperate for music yeah. and for entertainment. For it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so I'm trying to build up a following at the moment. I have an Instagram page, and now I apparently have a TikTok page. <laughs> <laughs> you have arrived. So I have arrived, yeah. Um, yeah, so please follow, and, uh, you know, when the gigs are announced, um, I would absolutely love to see a crowd there, um, you know, and just have some good times. Okay, let's hear the new song then. Okay. Three, four, dark side with no light on your face had the stars pulled out of your sky and I'm not here to save you you don't need to be saved but I promise to be here for the ride if you
superb. Thank you. Oh my God, at this hour of the morning. It must be all of the honey, warm honey you're drinking, is it? It's something, yeah. (laughs) What's it like being accompanied by the legend, Chris Ahern? Oh, amazing as always. What a talent. (laughs) He's so unassuming, isn't he? He just gets on with it. The loveliest person, yeah. Oh my God, that's fantastic. You're sounding great. You need to get your ass on a plane to Nashville or something, don't you? Yeah, 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 you're back out there. I used to go there all the time. Yeah, 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 because it's a tough business, but boy, you're flying. Thank you. It's great to see you. So people want to follow and people get involved. Yeah. Instagram? Yeah, so Instagram. So it's uh, Jennifer underscore Clark underscore music and the same on TikTok. Uh, and Facebook as well. You just type in Jennifer Clark. Yeah, I, and, you're, and you are great on the videos. You want to see some more of those. Yeah, funny absolutely. ones. You know, and the next yeah. time you're out for a couple of gins, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Great seeing you, Jennifer. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank and you. it's great to have live music in a studio. Oh, it's fab. And thank you. You've always supported me. Ah, not at all. It's so just the things we, you're more than welcome. The things we take for granted. We want them back again. You know, we yeah. really do. Yeah. Our musicians working. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Chris. Great to see you both. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Listen, before I love you and leave you, just, uh, just actually, just to, let's see if that got completely mopped up and tidied. Of course it did. <laughs> of course it did. Who do you think you're working with? She's currently going through security. <laughs> so we just have to say a massive, massive thanks to Brian Dunphy. He was our man who went up to Randox. He's helped us with other things in the past as well. He's Mahan Glanthorn man. Uh, well, he was Mahan Glanthorn. Did he get the he Randox the, thing sorted? He got the Randox thing sorted for us. He didn't want to go on air or any publicity, but I said I'd have What's to mention name? him. Brian Dunphy. He's uh, from Mahan originally, living in Glanthorn. What was wrong? It was her email. It was either. the wrong email. Well, it was the right email rather, but it just wasn't going to her. So we uh, jumped through some GDPR loops and uh, it's sorted. <laughs> well uh, done, Brian Dunphy. Yeah, thank well, you. I mean, they must have wondered what the hell is this guy on about. I know exactly, and thank you. I know we've a lot of people up at Cork Airport listening, and they're fantastic. So thank you to all of them, especially the lads in Swissport. Um, who else do we have to thank? <laughs> I'm still trying to ring Tina here because I want to top it off you know with her on the plane going I'm on the plane she's not answering oh yeah there's a text in there from a lady who said her son is on the flight and they're waiting for her (laughs) but actually I've just checked and they're in the departure lounge they haven't boarded yet so we're all good there's some great texts in there that's what's wrong there she's just overwhelmed I'd say by the whole thing she is she is but do mind her though if anyone knows anyone on the flight because less than one hour ago she was in tears not getting on the plane and now she's on the next one out she's still nervous now as well but I mean the people of Cork hilarious some very funny texts coming in there (laughs) that it was like an episode of Friends do you want to do some of them there yeah we did a couple of them lads this has been the best radio hour ever you need to have it fixed at Friday every hour brilliant entertainment hope Tina makes the flight legends you should get into radio dramas best entertainment in ages surely those Oh, Jesus, I'm going to be caught for money here. Surely those girls in red deserve to be sent for a sumptuous lunch paid for by you. Heart and mouth stuff. I've no problem. I'll give them the credit card. It's like the last episode of Friends, only the opposite. Did she get off the plane, Ross and Rachel? I know nothing about Friends. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, she got off the plane. Was that right? Yeah. Okay. okay, I'll take a word for it. That's amazing work you did for Tina. Fantastic. Well done. Oh my God, you're the best. Just listening to the show and you've actually done and what you've done to get that woman to her daughter's hen. I'm actually quite emotional. Unreal, says Alish. My, ho- my son is on the flight going to Palma. Said They said, tell her to hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, do you know what actually I was thinking? Do you know what the best thing is, right? Her daughter and the ten others that went, they have no oh, idea this is after happening. No so Tina's going to be ringing. Landing They're in, in the air. 
they'll be ringing her when they get off the plane. They'll be like, "Where? She's not answering. She must be in an awful way. She must have phone so. turned off." Sad. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and then they'll you, your one will be ringing from Spain. <laughs> Do you think there's no text back and forth now from Cork to Palma? Because they're on the plane. But I'd say they'd be oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. applause when she walks onto oh, the plane. Oh Christ, there will. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jesus job well done. Own. Great entertainment, but I'm glad that everything worked out in the end. And so, for, thanks guys, thanks Seymour, thanks Brenda. And so for that, four piping hot pizzas, we're giving away extra pizzas this morning for the staff at Swiss Port. Um, I'm also going to organise pizza for Brian Dunphy, is it? He needs to be rewarded as well. And the other Free Food Friday winners for this morning, the gang down in Doyle Shipping Group in Tivoli, love some free pizza. Noel, Glenn and all at the Cork Taxi Co-op. And for the staff at Mark Murphy Motors in Woolen Mills, in the Woolen Mills in Douglas as well. So pizza vouchers for all of you. I need to go down into a room now and have a little rest (laughs) after the commotion. But it was all worth it in the end. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at NeilRedFM. 104 to 106 Red FM. Okay, in case you thought I was gone, I'm not. I'm back again for another few minutes because we just want to wrap this story. And thanks to Phil Burke for allowing us to stay on the air for another few minutes. I'm joined by Niall McCarthy, the manager of Cork Airport. Niall, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Good afternoon it is now. How are you? Listen, thank you so much for everything that everybody did to help Tina. When did you become aware of this commotion? (laughs) You know, Neil, I'm not going to take an ounce of credit for this because the person who worked the magic is our general manager operations and that's Dorothy Coffin. She's right here beside me. Okay, can I... I I got a call. I got a call about 20 minutes ago and I was in a meeting (laughs) and as always happens, I delegated the the, the problem or the challenge to Dorothy and Dorothy (laughs) took over there. So I'll put it on to you. Yeah, sure. She can talk me through it then. Thanks, Niall. Thanks so much. Well done. Dorothy, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Neil? I'm talking to the general manager of operations, so top of the tree. Talk to us. When did you hear about this situation that we needed solving and how did you go about fixing it? Um, Okay, a colleague of mine uh, made me aware. They were listening to the radio and they could hear um, the interview what was going on with yourself. So we went to try and figure out um, what was happening and to try and identify um, the lady. Um, so there was a lot of toing and froing between was she an Aer Lingus passenger, was she a Ryanair passenger, because we hadn't heard the full interview. So we kind of pieced it all together and we went looking frantically for her. Yeah, PCR tests, emails, trying to book tickets, trying uh, to get her to the airport. So we just yeah, and we confirmed that an antigen was sufficient because Spain is accepting antigen tests. So in fairness to Randox, they turned it around, I think, in 20 minutes for her. Wow. So, we, we, you know, we rebooked her onto the uh, Ryanair Palma, which was closed, but we got Swiss Port in fairness excellent um, to facilitate her. So we booked her onto that and fast-tracked her to security, printed off her negative test for her because she was a bit... I suppose there was so much going on. She She's overwhelmed, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... You know, I just told her she'll be fine and she'll be relaxing tonight and she'll be, you know, able to tell the story in years to come. Yeah, well, hang on a second there if you don't mind, Dorothy. Tina, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Where are you now? Hi, Neil. I'm, I'm going on to the plane now with Maria. Are you walking on? Maria O'Sullivan, yeah. How close to the plane are you? Very close. Where are we, Maria? Huh? Will I put her on, Janine? Just to find out, will I hold on to see if I can get you literally in the doors? Is, is uh, Maria your escort? Hi, Neil. I work, for, <laughs> I work for Swissport here in Cork Airport. <laughs> I think I saved the day by making the booking. Got the well, flight opened up for her in the escort. Well I'm done. After putting her shoes on, tying them up for her, getting her ready, and I'm taking her to the aircraft right now. Right. How long will okay. that take, do you think, uh, Maria? To get her to the aircraft? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
I reckon two minutes. Not right. even. We're, we're giving her VIP treatment <laughs> all the way. Okay, I'd love you, to see. You see the magic, you can work. <laughs> See the magic, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> we got Niall, we got Dorothy, we got Tina, we got Maria. Well, I tell you, we can pull rabbits out of hats, well, Neil, you, when this, you get on the air. You certainly <laughs> did pull out all of the stops, because I know there are protocols involved, so thank you so much for doing all of that, particularly to no Dorothy Coffey and indeed to Maria. Will, it was a pleasure, it was a pleasure. Will I wait until you walk on board? Do, and uh, you can actually wait, and I'll tell you when we're actually going on the aircraft, okay? Okay, okay. just go for it there, I'll hang on. Yeah, yeah we're going, we're going down the list there now, one sec. That's about 30 seconds, Neil, she race across the tarmac. And it's we're going to race day, so there's no rain today. <laughs> Busy morning this morning, Niall and uh, Dorothy. I don't think you expected that when you Busy got out of bed. morning is like this, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> We've had lots of drama the last 18 months, as you know well, Neil, but yeah. it's getting better, it's getting better. But this is a great news story. And we've managed also, lads, to reverse Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll jinx it now, Neil, by bringing that into it. No, no, no. Well, I should have kept my mouth shut until she's actually on the plane. I have everything Where are you, Maria? Yeah, we're just coming out of the lift there now and we're walking through. Yeah, we're just heading out to the aircraft. So that should be maybe, what, 60 seconds, perhaps, something like that? Oh, even less. Um, even less. Yeah. Even less. yeah, 20 seconds. One minute there now, we're nearly there. <laughs> now, now, there's the magic we can work <laughs> Thanks to Dorothy, by the way. Dorothy Coffee, but we don't want every member of the public ringing Dorothy now when they have a problem. No, this is a very special case. Very yeah. special case. Do you want to go? To, do you want to go on a hen, Maria? I'll go, no problem. I'll, be, I'll, I'll take over the hen. <laughs> it's <laughs> Stacy's. It's Stacy's hen. Stacy's going to get some make, fright, we make, though. We can make it Maria's hen now when I come with her. <laughs> They're across the runway now, are they, Niall? Yeah, we're just. Oh, they should be. At, they should be at the aircraft now, Maria. Go on, tell us where are you. We're just heading up the steps of the aircraft there now. Just to try the keep now. There you go, Neil. Job done. <laughs> okay. I'll get you back to Tina there. Let me see what happens when you go there. Hey. All right, are you, where are you? I just put up the steps to the aircraft. Stacy is going to get some shock when she sees you. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, when I get to the other side, now I want to know where I'm going. <laughs> The first time, no we Don't worry. There's people on board that airplane will look after you all of the way, even after you land, all right? Uh, they were very nice, Neil, everyone in the airport. Oh, that's um, great. So nice, and Maria. We'll be, on to, we'll be on to Stacey while you're in the air, and when you land, everything will be well. Stacey will be made aware that Mam's on the way. Neil, you're very good. Thanks very much for making are you happen. Are you inside the cabin yet? Yeah, in, in, out. Delighted. Job well done. Okay. Well <laughs> Thanks done. very all much. Right. Have a great Thank flight, you. Tina. Enjoy the hen, all right? Thanks, bye. Thanks, Maria. Thanks, Niall McCarthy. Bye. And a big special yeah. thank you to Dorothy Coffey, the General Manager of Operations. Thank you all, guys. Neil, enjoy your day. Take care. Bye. Cheers. We'll touch base with you, Tina, on Monday to see how the hen is going, or indeed how the weekend went. Job well done. Have a great weekend. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.